Cameron Smith has run from dummy half and scores a grand final try. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Camp on SEN. Welcome to the Captain's Run with myself and the great Cameron Smith. What a show we have planned for you guys. I'm telling you, Smithy, yes. he's pulled some strings. <laughs> and we've got the Queensland coach joining us on the show for an interview, Billy Slater. The big dog. The big dog. Thanks to Smithy for organising that for us. Now, before we get to that, let's get all the uh, let's get the office work out of the way. Mm. Uh, welcome to all our listeners. Uh, 1170 SN in Sydney, 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast. Uh, Queensland listeners listening via SENQ on DAB Plus and also listening live on the SEN app. You can download the app and you can listen to us anytime, anywhere, any place. Or you can go to Apple and Spotify and subscribe to the Captain's Run. But let's get to the chat. Let's get okay. into the chat. Let's get into it. Smitty, first of all, how have you been, mate? How's your week? Uh, really good. Really good. It's um, obviously been in camp with the, with the Queensland side and uh, it's gone fast. Short preparation for this one, Kempi. Mm. Um very different to the first one. Yep. Nice little ease in and first couple of days, just get a few of the formalities out the way with the media and yep. headshots and all these type of stuff. A few sponsor uh, commitments. Mm. This one, though, it's 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 jumped up on me really quickly. Yeah, really well. quickly. Mm. But I'll tell you what, the boys have been fantastic. Um, they've been they've been bouncing around training, um, which is great to see. Must be difficult this way. I, in, in my origin career, I never had to contend with the the week. Uh, the Sunday game. Oh, so really? So only the week preparation. It was always Wednesday. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, always yeah, okay. Wednesday. So it was always a 10-day ten, ten lead-in yep. to the game, um, which in some ways was a little bit detrimental because Alfie Langer would get a hold of us. <laughs> <laughs> every, every game. Every you know what, that's game. probably why they created the Sunday game because yeah. Alfie kept tearing the boys apart. Possibly. possibly. <laughs> that might have been one of the QRL's idea. Can we get this bloke out of here? No. Um, He's got a he's got a hold of a few uh, staff members, uh, so he's okay. left the players alone this year. Yeah. But he's got a few of, and the uh, staff members are rolling in with their sunnies on. Mm, They're a bit a little yeah. bit dusty, yeah. a little bit croaky. The boys. Can I name a couple? Uh, if you want, mate, I'm here for it. Maybe Thurston. <laughs> oh, the great Thurston Inglis. Oh no, GI as well, <laughs> mate. How oh, good? How good? But anyway, that, that the um. But but when tra- when we've been at work, it's mm. work. It's 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 been great. So um, no, they're they're ready. Uh, we had three players come out of a Sunday match. So mm. um, Gagai, Papali'i, um, and Kalen Ponga. Yeah. Um, so they they sort of they they eased into it. They didn't do a whole heap on Monday, mm. um, having played the day before. Um, they ramped things up a little bit uh, Tuesday, and yesterday it was all all hands on deck, mm. and, and they trained really well. So, so um, how's KP? Is he sweet? Mate, he's good. good. Yeah, okay. He's he got good. banged up. Sunday. He did. Yeah, and and you know, just oh, it's a tough position, fullback. Yeah. Like we talk about, you know, the guys in the middle, and you know, the big bodies, and there's a lot of collision and all that sort of mm. stuff. But like, it's a tough position mm. playing fullback now. Like, like getting kick reception and then bringing the ball back and you've just got a wall of people in front mm. of you looking to just rough you up. Yeah. Particularly when you're when you're like a caliber of player like Caden Ponga. Absolutely. They're, they're just trying to make things uncomfortable for you. Mm. Um, but he's been fantastic. Like, <laughs> you know, Billy and, and the um, the rest of the staff, uh, particularly the the high performance guys, yeah, they've been trying to put him in a bit of cotton wool, but uh, he's just like, no, oh, well, I'm, I'm good. Leave well. me alone. I'm, I'm I'm here to train. So that's a side of Kalen. I I think a lot of fans don't really know that he's high. Like he's really 
um, committed, really committed to his absolutely to his role absolutely. and improving as well. I think. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And and um, you know, having I think having Bill as his coach too, like just just wanting to learn of him and mm. um, yeah. Someone asked me the other day, like uh, you know, and because Reese Walsh is in camp mm. too for this one, yeah. so he's in the in the twenty two man squad. Um, someone asked me the other day, like, are they are they just like Billy's shadows? Mm. Are they just following him around? I yeah. said, actually, I think it might be the other way around. I think, <laughs> I think <laughs> Billy won't leave those two alone, <laughs> only because like he's just trying, he's just trying to, you know, just trying to yeah um, make them better players, mm. and and so hopefully, you know, you know when they're playing for for Queensland or you know going back to their clubs, they're they're better players, and then it's only going to help themselves, but help help Queensland also. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to talk about, because like, it's really interesting. There's like two parts of Origin. When you're in camp, you're in this little bubble. It's just like Origin, Origin, Origin. Mm-hmm. When you're out and you're a fan, it's like turmoil. Like, oh, huge changes. Freddie's made this. Freddie's made that. <laughs> We're all talking about it. I'm talking about it for three hours every day. <laughs> but in camp, are you kind of isolated? <clears throat> like, is it not really going to seep in? No, I don't. We're... To be honest, like it hasn't really had a huge impact on our preparation. Mm. Like, sure, there's new faces um, in in the Blues team. Mm. Um, so, so you know, like we have to talk about that early, yeah. identify who we're actually coming up against. But as far as our preparation goes, it's not it it hasn't had a huge impact on what we're trying to do. Mm. No, not at all. And and a similar build up to the first game, like we didn't spend a whole lot of time on the Blues. Yeah, we had to be aware of who we're facing mm. and some of the strengths they were going to bring mm. um, to the game. But it was mainly about our footy side and making sure that you know what we plan to do and and our game plan that we implemented to make sure that everyone knew exactly what their role was in that. Yeah. Same thing this time. Like it's a short, pre- as I spoke about before, short preparation. If you spent majority of your time um, of your of your day talking about the opposition and the changes they've made and whatnot, all of a sudden the game will be on top of you, mm. and you've had no time to to worry about yourself. Mm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Now, the New South Wales side, though, we have to talk about it. Okay. Because you, you can take <laughs> yes. your, your, your coach hat off, and now you can be the radio pundit. <laughs> the radio pundit. <laughs> but there have been, you know, mass changes. Obviously, Wyden is unavailable with COVID, so mm-hmm. hopefully he recovers well. Tony Staggs, Sims, Madison, Campbell Gillard have all been replaced in the side. Yep. With Matt Burton in to debut. Crichton, you know, I look... It isn't technically his debut, but I still consider it his debut because it's his, like, starting. Yes. You know, it's a very different beast yep. because I've played a few Origins in my time. Yep. Um, so I know what it's like. <laughs> Appy Coruscant. <laughs> yeah. Appy Coruscant, Jake Trevojevic, Angus Crichton, and Talakai all move into the side. And then Cook has been put to the bench with Appy to start. Yep. Let's get let's go straight off the bat with the Cook to the bench, Appy to start. Now, yep. I personally believe they looked at how well Queensland went. Yep. And said, "Look, it's tried and true. Yep, it's a, it's it's the way we've done it for so long. Let's do it that way too. Yep. Now, obviously, I've got no evidence of that. I'm just making assumptions. I will also say, and it's a good point that you brought up, that Ben Hunt and Grant are worlds different to Appy and Cook. So it's mm-hmm. not a like for like. But no. I guess, what was your perspective as a you know the best hooker to ever play the game to see this change? <laughs> uh, I, I I totally agree. I think they they seen the, the way that that interchange yeah. worked with uh, the Maroons in game one and thought, well. I think let's go down the similar path. Mm. A little bit. I was a little bit surprised that Appy didn't. Well, he he didn't sort of feature for game one either. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, th- I actually thought they were going to go down that path of maybe carrying another hooker on 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 the footy side. Um, they went Stephen Crichton instead. Um, so I, I wasn't overly surprised at all that this change was made. 
particularly when you've got so many key players in the blue side that play for Penrith. Yeah. It's just a seamless it's a seamless change for mine. And um you know, I I think what they're going to be doing is is getting Appy to get out and ask questions early mm. of the Queensland defence. Yeah. Um of particularly the markers um just to see how how well they are on their game. Mm. Um, any any half opportunity that he has, he'll be out and attacking Queensland's line. Yeah. Defensive line. Yeah. And he's got a really, really strong combination with Isaiah Yo um, and Nathan Cleary. Mm. And he loves he loves running off the back of Brian Tottle's quick play balls. Yeah. Okay. And he he was very good in, in game one, Brian Tottle. Yeah, absolutely. Right? He he had a great ability to um you know Get, get. He he made himself. He's a, he's a, he's hard to tackle at mm. the best of times. But he made himself really awkward to get a hold of. Um, he played the ball quickly. So Appy, any opportunity he gets off the back of Brian Tyrell, he's he's going to be running. Yeah. So that that's one area that you know we've we've spoken about and identified. Um, you know, which is a a, a fairly significant change mm. for them, with with Damian Cook, um, and I, I thought he actually played strongly. In Fifty-four game tackles, we, no misses. Yeah, that's right. And we spoke about that in our review of, of mm. the first Origin. Um, he he was really strong, uh, but he's just he's just a different style of player in attack. Like his his strength is running. Yeah, he, he's not so much of a ball player, a schemer. Mm. Um, you know, he doesn't have as much craft as an Api Corusau. And when I talk about craft, I mean you know playing with tempo, running quickly, running slowly. You know, toying with markers, he doesn't really have that in his game, whereas Appy does. Mm. Um, so I think they're just looking for a little bit of a point of difference in the start of that match, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Cookie come on, you know, late in the first half, okay, um, just to give him a, a crack at you know, so you some reckon of the tiring, be... tiring players in the Queensland defensive line. So do you reckon it will be two stints and they'll use two interchanges, or do you think they'll go Appy for uh, for fifty? And then Cook last 30. Well, well, it'll all depend on the game, Kempi, mm. and, and the way the game's going. If, yeah. if, if things are going really well for New South Wales, then you, you don't make a change. Mm. But if something needs to happen, then, then Damien Cook is, is a perfect player to come on and, and have a point of difference as far as his, his speed out of dummy half, his yep. ability to just you know, put the Queensland defence on the back foot. Um, but at the same time, like as I said, like if things are going really well for New South Wales... And they're in control of the game. Yeah, you know, he he won't get on until the second half. Yeah, like, and, unless unless Appy, unless Appy blows out, mm. which I mean, he's pretty much his debut starting. I starting, think. I think. Yeah. So it'd be interesting yep. to see the pace. You know yeah. how well I think. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder that that is a something that they will have to contest with in such a key position. Yeah. Where the work rate is well, it's high, the highest probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and um, he'll be making plenty of tackles. Not mm. not that. Yeah, you know, he's been made a target for Queensland, but just generally most number nines they make the most tackles. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to be having plenty of traffic in and around him, mm. Appy, um, defensively. So it's it's really again, you can plan you can plan for these interchanges to to happen and say yeah we want to get Cookie on at at the thirtieth minute or you know maybe at five minutes before half time, mm. but if you're travelling well and Appy's good, then you leave him out there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be interesting to see the smoothness difference. Sounds weird. Sounds yeah. really weird. Yeah, no, But no. the, the yeah. smoothness of the change. The change. Like, will it? Will they be as smooth as Penrith? Now, there's so much more 
to going forward sets than just the hooker and the number seven. Your forwards have to right, run the right lines. They've mm-hmm. got to be either deep if they need to be deep, flat if they need to be flat. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I, I do wonder if that first 20 is going to look a lot more structured per se. Yeah. Uh, because Appy is there. Yeah. Oh, look, I think, I think it'll be um, a seamless transition. Mm. I, I believe that, um, which, which means, you know, Queensland's defense has to be, they have to be on defensively. Yeah. And the, the, you know, the, that's the reason why Appy's been brought in is because of the combination and the relationship he shares in particular with Isaiah Yo and Nathan Cleary. Um, they have an understanding of each other. Mm. Uh, they, they, they play really well together for Penrith. And if, if I'm the coach of the blues, that's, I'm asking those three players to, to bring that to the New, New South Wales side. It's, uh, now, it's not the only change. It's not the only change. Uh, really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought, to be honest, I really didn't think Madison or Campbell Gillard played that poorly. Yeah. Now, I understand. RCG where, was strong. I thought he was quite strong. Yeah. I thought he was quite good, actually. But, you know, uh, I think it's a different. What's interesting is that Jake Trevojevic not only comes into the squad, not only comes onto the bench, mm. he comes into starting. Yep. Uh, it, it's a very, very different, uh, I guess, you know, Jake Trevojevic is more of a defensive player now, whereas yep. I'd say RCG, he's got a bit of both, but I would say attacking-wise, he's probably mm. a bit more explosive than uh, Jake Trevojevic. Yeah, but but Jake's got a lot, he's got a bit of ball playing in him too. Yeah. So he, he plays that style of footy for Manly. Like, he's he's got a pretty, he's a str- <laughs> He's a strong guy, like for, oh, yeah, for, yeah, for a guy that plays in the middle that's not as big as those other guys that mm. we're talking about. But um, he carries the ball strongly and he's got a pass in him. Mm. So it's just another thing that, that Queensland need to think about. Yeah. And, and again, and, and I'm not and I'm not at all suggesting that New South Wales are trying to emulate Queensland from game one or copy, you know, Queensland's sort of selection. Um, but I think they've gone down the line of having plays in there a little bit more nimble, mm. a little bit more uh, light-footed in and around the ruck. Yeah, okay. Um, just so they can be um, a bit more agile defensively. Mm. That, yeah. that, that's that's what I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's a good move. You know, like Jake Trebojevic, there was there was a lot of people you know, up in arms about him not being there for game one. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not at all surprised that he's there for game two. And now onto the debut guy. The debut, the debutante, Matty Burton. Mm. Really, first of all, massive congratulations <laughs> to Matty Burton. Huge. but uh, And deserves it. He's oh, been playing really well. Yeah, what Not I've just lo- this season. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And what I've loved about this year is that it didn't start great for him at all. He was struggling. <laughs> and yeah. then he's just turned it around. He's He's got his confidence back and he's playing with, you know, a mountain of confidence. But do you envision them using him for kicking because there was so much pressure on Cleary? Uh, I got no doubt. I got no doubt at all that they'll use him at some stage, mm. whether whether it be um, as an alternate kicker, um, or whether it be just to get him in there to, to toss up one of his towering bombs, mm. his spiral bomb, floater bomb, nightmare ball, just a no- normal one, mm. just even even just your regular um, end over end bomb um, that he can toss up and just put the Queensland back three under a lot of pressure. Mm. At, at no at um, I've got no doubt at all that he'll be used up. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they throw him the first ball to kick. Yeah, just to get it out the of the way. Boom. That's just, setting the tone. Just to bang one down there yeah. and, and put Queensland under pressure. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how does Queensland combat that? Because if you've got both sides kick chasing or kick pressuring hard, like let's say mm. Clear is on one side, the other side is Burton. Yep. That's you've gone from say having two players kick pressuring to four players kick pressuring. That's a lot of legwork. Yeah. That's a lot of uh, extra 
Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. Um, but it's just awareness. Mm. It, it really just it, you you need to be aware. Like it's it's state of origin. It's it's the showpiece of our game. It's it's the elite versus the elite. Um, so it's all about awareness. It's not the game's not just about you know bodies and physicality. Mm. It's about using your eyes and using your brains. Mm. Um, so you know if 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 Matt Burton is in and around mm. the football on fourth or fifth tackle, mm. then you need to be aware that there's there's a highly likely that or there's every likelihood that he'll receive the ball to kick. Mm. So we need to be out there and putting pressure on him. And isn't he he's the only bloke with a headgear as well. So it's like, bro, do with a headgear in the middle. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Burton. Please kick pressure. They should be able to pick him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not gonna blur into the background. No, that's right. <laughs> um, um if, if any chance can you just can you paint it orange or something? Yeah, yeah, big, yeah big orange. Make it a bit easier headgear. for the coins <laughs> to see. Um now, you know, Burton obviously he's got the king game. Do you envision him as well helping with the ball playing duties at all, playing a bit of a roaming centre role, or, or not really? Um, oh, well, well, he's got that ability, so they can mix it up a bit if they want to. Mm. Um, you know, even if you know he and Lou, I want to, you know, swap spots every now and again just yeah. to change it up, something different for the Queensland defensive mm. line to look at. They've certainly got that ability, but I reckon on the most part he'll he'll play out in the centres. Yeah, um, but you know. You got to be prepared for everything, Kempy. Mm. You know, you, you can you can prepare for all of these things to happen, um, and then game day something else changes. It's like game one, mm. so we get there expecting to see a starting forward pack, um, and then they swap two players. Mm. Like they they I think they change Junior Bolo and um, Murray and Murray from the starting side, and they yeah. put in um, RCG and, and Liam Martin. So you know you just got to be ready. And 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 to be fair. Like it, they're things you can't control. Mm. So you, particularly in in high stakes footy like state of origin, you worry about the things you can control, and the things you can control is your own team and your own performance. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, lastly, Angus Crichton on the bench. Uh, really interesting selection because you would almost say could he start, but he's mm. gone with Liam Martin and Cam Murray. I will say Cam Murray, Liam Martin, not the biggest. Uh, wide running forwards, yep. but they're probably, you could argue, the best laterally or at least in the top tier of good lateral. Um, yep, defensive good, players. Good lateral defensive players, really good at running lines, usually have quick play of the balls. Uh, do you see Crichton mm. being brought on the edge or in the middle? Oh, on the edge. Yeah, I think I think on the edge. Mm. I, I don't think we'll see Cam Murray play an entire game on the edge. Okay. I think he'll he'll have a stint there early and then, and, and then move into the ruck. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay. that, that's what that's what I, I that's what I think. But mm. you know, again, I'm saying you don't know. What's you, just, you don't know. Yeah, you know, you don't know what their plans are. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's whatever happens in the game, we'll we'll just handle that. Now, was was there any players that that you know I guess got dropped that you were a bit surprised? I mean, I, I personally, I thought Tony Staggs kind of hard done by. Mm. Uh, I also thought Reece, uh, Regan Campbell Gillard. <clears throat> bit hard done by. Was there anyone yeah. that you kind of thought? Oh, probably those two. Um, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that uh, Katoni was left out. Mm. He he um, he got a, a knock on the shoulder, um, so wasn't able to play out the entire 80 minutes. But um, yeah, I was a little bit surprised because he, he, he's been in great form. Mm. He's, he's played some wonderful footy leading up to game one. So, yeah. but you know, their, their changes that their, that their selection you know, staff or, or panel believe that is going to best suit them for, for game two. Do you think Talakai has kind of been 
when he looked at like a car, I need people explosive to break tackles, to just mm-hmm. break the game open. Yep. If I lose Stags, I bring Talakai on the bench that can kind of do that for us. Because is, do you think mm-hmm. the, the role Talakai plays is basically made, you've got 20 minutes to just go absolutely crazy? I think I think he'll be used as a wrecking ball, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. I don't even think he'll play in the centres. Yeah, well, just get him in the middle and just go hard. Middle, edge, whatever it is, mm-hmm. he'll put him on for a, a big, uh, a, a short stint. Mm-hmm. Um, this, again... <laughs> This is what I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but if I was them, like, you know, why would you? If if things are going well, um, and you know, uh, Crichton and Burton are, are playing well, mm. you're not taking them off the field. Yeah, no way. And that was the, that was my thought process for game one. Like, if if Katoni Staggs and Jack Whiten are playing well, like Stephen Crichton's not going to go <clears throat> into the centres. Mm. It was, you know, it needed a Katoni Staggs shoulder injury for him to get on the field. Yeah. Um, and you know, Jack Whiten was their best player. Mm. Up well for the most part of that game. Yeah, you, know, you throw Tedesco in there as well, but yeah. you're not going to take Jack White and no. off the field. So, you know, I'm looking at that. I, I I just think that he'll be used as a wrecking ball. Mm. He'll be told to go on for, you know, if it's twelve, fifteen minutes and just cause some havoc. Yeah. Get just, some quick play of the balls, get us on the front foot. Because he's played a little bit of footy in the middle. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's played a little bit of I think footy. he started the year in the middle. Yeah. So um yeah. So it's been a quite a while since he's been there, but He's got the ability to do it. Now, we're going to head to a break. Make sure, give us a call, 1300-01-1170. You can ask Smithy all of your origin questions, or you can give us a text, 0457-736-736. Ask us your footy questions, Will Andrew. We've got 1,000 texts already, so we'll get to them after the break. We'll also continue previewing origin, going deep into Queensland selections and game plans. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Make sure to give us a call, 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Give us a follow on Apple or Spotify, the Captain's Run, or download the SEN app. All callers too, Kempi, remember, a chance to win $50 schnitz voucher. Oh, yeah. And a pack from TaylorMade. If you're into your golf, make sure you get around TaylorMade. You get a dozen TP5 golf balls mm. and a tour radar hat, so... Give Get us in. a call. Give us a call. Now, we actually have a, a caller on the line. We've got Jace from North Parramatta. Jace, you there, mate? Yeah, yeah. Morning, morning, Denon, and morning to go. Um, How are you, mate? First, yeah, I'm all good, thanks. Yeah, going well. Um, just a quick thank you for... I got one of the tailor-made packs, and, you know, beautiful. Got the cap on. Good man. Um, need all the help I can get. Need all the help I can get. So, <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, mate? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking forward to all of the games this weekend, you know, from the women's state of origin all through to the internationals, obviously the big one on Sunday night, um, specifically the Kiwis versus Tonga. Now, I saw Jesse Bromwich's uh, got the C next to his name, and it took me back a few years ago when he was first chosen. And I know things didn't go to plan for Jesse back then, but my yep. most enduring mem- memory was the footage of the captaincy announcement in Melbourne Storm Sheds. And I saw, a, it was a few years ago, um, a goat, might have been a billy goat back then, but um, <laughs> jumping up to his feet, jumping to his feet, arms in the air. And, you know, it was basically to me, it was such a beautiful, beautiful sight. Um, a measure of you as a man, Smitty, but also obviously the culture of the storm. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, yeah thanks, mate. Um... No, it's it's great. He's um, it's I'm really pleased for Jesse. Um, you know that you know, a, a while back there, he he had a, a a couple of little hurdles to get over, but he's certainly done that, and and he's been a 
uh, a great leader for the Melbourne Storm now for some time. Even before he was made uh, captain of the footy club, um, he was a great leader. And he's done some wonderful things for particularly a lot of the younger players um, and the front rowers coming through uh, the Melbourne Storm system. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really happy for him that he gets to lead out um, the Kiwis against Tonga. Yeah, this will be a really special moment for him. Going back to New Zealand, of course, we, we spoke about this is the first sort of top flight rugby league match in um, New Zealand for, for quite some time. So this is, it's going to be a bumper crowd. It's going to be a huge atmosphere, isn't it, Kempi? Oh, um, between these two sides. Um, and, you know, like he, he's, as I said, you know, he's been a great leader for such a long time. Um, I'm sure this will be a very proud moment for, for Jesse and the rest of his family um, on Saturday. Yeah, no, like I think it's a really smart decision by Madge. Uh, Jesse Bromwich obviously leading the storm over the last few years. And, you know, they've been continued to be mm. the storm that we all know and love. Uh, and so I think he's perfect for that Kiwi squad because it's relatively young. You know, you've got a youngish hooker in in the cheese, Sir Cheezel. Then you've got Hughes and Grant. Uh, sorry, Hughes and Brown. Also, yep. you know, relatively young. I know I know Hughes is around twenty six years old, but still, that's not a veteran by any stretch, especially in his position. Yep. Brown's young, and then at the at fullback you got Joey Manu, who I think is still only twenty four, twenty five. Yep. So just to have that really grizzled veteran in the middle, I think is going to help him a lot. You there? You there, Jace? Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. No, that was awesome. Here's just yeah, really impressed yeah, with no, your answer, mate. No, yeah, no worries, mate. Sorry. No, That's no worries. <laughs> it's drop, dropping out, but um, <laughs> no, no. Fantastic. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to it. And as you said, yeah, Jesse deserves all of this. And, uh, mm. you know, I'm looking forward to it. I, I wouldn't have anything to do with any of those forwardbacks. Um, you know, I'd be like... Uh, like uh, Kempy when he rocks up to those five star restaurants, greeted um, <laughs> by the Maitre D. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, Mr. Tom Malolo, uh, the try lunch just behind me. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be me. Uh, oh, thanks, Jason. Thanks for the call, mate. Appreciate well it. Well done. Now, we're going to head to Queensland. Uh, I think we so... might have to head to the news, mate. Oh, we're heading to the news. Apologies. Yeah, head yeah. to the news. And then after that, after that, we're going to go deep into the Queensland selection and game plan. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. You can give us a call, 1300-01-1170. Ask me the origin questions or text us 0457-736-736. Now, onto the Maroons camp. We've got Xavier Coates out with an ankle, Cotter out with a hamstring, which I think as Cotter's hamstring broke, oh. I could hear the cries of agony across the state. Oh, it hurt to see it. I wish there wasn't footage of it, honestly. There should have been some, like, warning of, like, traumatic footage about to appear. It should have all just come for Queenslanders because that yeah. was traumatic to see. Yep. Um, so Co- uh, Cotter is out. Tulangi, though. Toalangi. Yep. Makes his debut on the sting. Then you've got Lindsay Collins promoted from uh, the bench to start a prop with Tino. Moves into lock. Arrow record on the bench. Got a question about the, the Lindsay Collins because I think it's a really interesting decision there because I think yep. some people would have thought maybe Paddy Carrigan comes on at 13 yep. and Tino stays in the front row. Yep. Do you know what the thinking was around bringing Lindsay on instead of Paddy? Um, well, I think it was really a toss of the coin, mm. to be honest, Kempi. Either player could have started. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, Bill may have just opted for Lindsay given um, he's a bit bigger body. Yeah. Maybe able to handle that, that first up mm. um, sort of. Um, he was great on the weekend too, Lindsay. Well, he was. Yeah, he was in, in a beaten side. Yeah, um, <clears throat> he was huge. Like he he was the, he was the Roosters' best player. Easy. 
Um, you know, so he, he got through a mountain of work. He made like something like 47 tackles. Mm. Like for a big man, he gets through a lot of good work. Mm. Um, a lot of stuff that like people don't see too, like mm. kick pressure, kick chase. Mm. Um, he's pretty quick for a big man. He is, off mate. the mark. Yeah, he is. And and like I knew he was a quality player coming into um, State of Origin 1. Mm. But watching his performance and then doing, you know, the review, watching some vision of, of some of his actions, like really impressive. Yeah, okay. Really impressive. And so I think that's what probably got him over the line in front of Paddy Carrigan. As mm. I said, either way, like toss of the coin. Mm. Like Paddy could have started. Yeah, okay. He, he starts for his club yeah. and plays huge minutes. Um, oh, yeah, I, I think Billy just went, well, look, slightly bigger body. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just get him out there first up. A bit more up. experience too. First up. Yeah, a little bit more experience. Yeah. Um, and Paddy, again, he, he was fantastic off the bench as well yeah, in game one. So When I was thinking about it, I was like, Initially, I was like, you know, put Paddy at 13. But then I was like, but one of our best weapons was Paddy on the bench. That's right. You know, and, yep. and as you've said so many times on the show, I think the game has changed where being on the bench is not lesser than being starting. It's not a demotion. At all. It's, it's, a, it's a part of a plan. It's such a vital part of, mm. of your 17 now. And, and as you said, the game plan. Mm, absolutely. So, Lindsay Collins, Collins to start. But uh, Tua Lungi. I yep. know he was – was he in camp last time? Yeah, he was. Time? Yeah, no, he was in the 22. Yep. Yep, so him and him and the Hammer, they were the sort of outside backs that were – Okay. Um, a, and a how's, he, the, how's he been around camp? Uh, good, he's quiet. Calling. He's quiet? He's quiet. Uh, okay. If you ever need him, you just find where uh, Jeremiah Nenno is. Oh, really? Oh, mate. Two peas in a pot. Oh. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot separate them. <laughs> and the same thing, if, if you need uh, Jeremiah, you just find Murray. Murray. And then they're just there. Well, there <laughs> he is. There. Yeah, they uh, good. they do they do like their extras at training together. They do their recovery together. Mm. They eat their meals together. Okay, they hey, do everything together. Up up north, they're tight up north. They're, they're, yeah, they're that, good. that must be why they're going so well. Yeah, but they've been fantastic. They've yeah. been really good. And and to, like to be honest, yeah, Billy spoke to the extended uh, squad players. Mm. So so from eighteen to twenty two in yep. game one, and just said, hey boys, like you're not here just for the ride. Mm. You're here because. If anything was to happen to these players in the seventeen, like you're in, mm. so you need to be ready. Yeah. So whenever you're part, like if, when you've been a part of these, uh, you know these camps, the preparation, you need to you need to train and prepare like you're playing yeah. as well. So you know it's it's great to see that they 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 took that advice in game one. They they all trained really well, mm. um, and both Jai Arrow mm. and Murray now get the opportunity to come in and play game two. Yeah. It's a it's a really interesting thing because you get those the twenty two squad or the eighteen to twenty two, and some of them would be like obviously very very honoured, but there is this kind of sometimes could be a feeling of well I'm not going to play so I'm here more just for the experience and to, but if you're in that twenty two it's so important to tell them that mm. even though you're playing you're still playing because you're helping the build up you're That's helping right. the training if you don't train hard you're not putting it up against our starting side enough yep. um, yeah good point mate yeah. like, it, it just you know, people don't realise how important those those uh, extended squad players are to mm. the preparation. Yeah. Like if they're not there and if they're not at their best, then they can't help the guys that are going out to play on mm. Sunday night be at their best too. I would I would almost say, and again, obviously don't have experience in coaching or in Origin camp, but I would almost say their game day is the training week in the sense of like your job, one hundred percent, is that week, and then you get to have the game off. The boys will go do that work, but your work is that week to bring as much as you can to the yep. camp. I remember, like, so going back to a couple of like big games that I was involved in with Melbourne Storm. So leading into uh, the the Parramatta Grand Final and the Canterbury Grand Final, mm. they they had two guys in in those re- respective sides 
that were in just red hot form. Mm. Jared Hayne being one in yeah. 2009, mm. and then Benny Barber in 2012. Yeah, they wow. both won the Dally M, I think, that, that year. It was incredible years from them. Right? Yeah. So in those lead up to those games, we had we designated one guy in, in the Storm squad mm. that wasn't going to be a part of that grand final team, mm. but he was designated as Jared Hayne for that preparation yeah. and for Ben Barber for that preparation. And they, they, they trained, like opposed to our side, mm. all week and just – they emulated what those players did, wow. which allowed us to go out and, and play play well and defend those players as well as we did in those two matches. Yeah, and it almost kind of puts in your head, you're constantly aware of like, that's Hayne, yes. that's, that's, that's Barber. That's right. When you're on the field, you're constantly you, – because like when you're on the field, sometimes when you're in the, the heat of the battle, you don't concentrate. No. You're just going with the flow. Yeah, you're and an autopilot. Exactly, and, and whereas if you're just always think you've got to be always aware, like Hayne's got the ball, Hayne's got the ball, or – Barber's got the ball. Yep. Yeah, that's really interesting. Really interesting. So, yeah, the importance of uh, the the, uh, the squad. Mm. Actually, a funny story. Well, not funny story. One of my proudest moments as rugby league actually was we got called to the Broncos 2006. Sorry, Smithy, bringing this up. No, you're right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's <all> right. <laughs> um, 2006, uh, we got called in his reserves to, like, hold pads for the, the Broncos side. Yep. And I, I, I was on it at the time, but I – you know when you're young and you just don't appreciate stuff? And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm a part of the squad. I know the boys or whatever. But now yep. I look back, I'm like, I got to be a part of the preparation for, you know, obviously they went on and won it that year. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think I did as well as your players probably did when it comes to emulating <laughs> anyone. But I was there. I was there. I made up the numbers. Now, on to – so Tuilangi, obviously, to start um, to start on the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jai Arrow record on the bench. Really interesting. Like, Jai Arrow, he, you know, he did have that hiccup last year. Mm. Really uh, – I guess he should be really proud by the fact that Rabbitohs haven't been going that great. And it is a quite uh, – he, he was battling with a guy like Flegler, who yep. is killing it at the moment, He's in my opinion. Well. Yep. Uh, so massive congratulations for Arrow to fight his way back into the side. Mm. And he was that – do you think Jairo, I guess, partly why he was selected was because he is such an origin-type player? Like yeah. He seems to suit it? Yep, absolutely. And I, and I think, you know um, – I think Billy had spoken to to Joy and and all the Queensland players that were eligible to play for Queensland this mm. year, and just spoke about, hey, listen, it's a clean slate. Okay, all right. So we know he had his little hiccup last year, and, yep. and he was removed from camp. But I think he spoke to every every Queensland eligible player this year and said, hey, listen, this is a new slate. Okay, okay. I'm I'm taking I'm I'm a new coach, mm. so I'm taking you for what you're going to produce this year for your clubs. And as Queenslanders, mm. you know, yeah. the way you conduct yourself on the field and off the field, mm. and we'll just go from there. So he's done a fantastic job yeah. getting himself back in there. And, and he was pretty close, I believe. It. I think he was pretty close to being in that team for game one. Okay, okay. Um, so, you know, he was, he was well, he was like, what was he? Was he 18th man? He was, he was 18th, 18th or 19th yeah. man, yeah. right? So he was pretty close. Mm. So when when um, Ruben went down, when Ruben Cotter went down with that injury, I think that was that was pretty much the natural selection of of Jai to come in. Yeah, you know what would have been perfect if Billy had gone, boys. It's a clean slate. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he may have. <laughs> he may have. I like it. I like it. And you um, might be able to ask him, mate. That's a dad joke. I'm not even. Dad. You can ask him. I'll ask him. No, I'm too nervous. Yeah. I'm too nervous. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> no way. No uh, way. Um, 
Now, we, we are going to head to a break. We're going to head to a break. So uh, make sure to call in 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736. Also, we're giving away uh, prizes. Uh, we've got uh, the TPG 5 to give away. We've got $50 snitch vouchers as well, uh, tailor-made packs, all the great stuff. So text in, call in, and we'll see you on the other side. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Oh, yeah. Schnitties, love them. So, so uh, tasty. The best schnitties in all the land. Uh, but this is the best hands thanks to Schnitz. What do we got here, Smithy? Uh, three nominations again this week, Kempi. First one, Moses Sully leaping above four Rabbitohs defenders. I don't know whether that's a big fella. He was good. He's a big, How good big were the Dragons? Mate, where'd that come from? Wow. Seriously. I'll uh, tell you what it come from. It come from, I think, a little bit to do with uh, Andrew McCulloch's 300th. Chainsaw. Good old Macca. Yeah, big Macca. I think they were fired up for it, for his night. But the Rabbits, wow. We'll get on to that later. Mm. Um, but, yeah, he, he got up and scored the fourth try in the first half. Blitz of the Bunnies. Mate. 32 points. Incredible, yeah. 32. 32 nil. Unbelievable. Uh, two points. Uh, the flick passes from both uh, Val Holmes and Murray Tuolungi. Uh, to, st- to send uh, Connolly Lemilu. Lemilu, yeah. Lem- uh, over in the Cowboys' comeback win over Manly. That was unbelievable. Oh, seven unbelievable. minutes to go, oh, I was like, down. oh, mate, well, this is a huge win by Manly. Yeah. And then next minute, I, I, I had, because uh, I was getting ready to do the uh, Storm Broncos game. Yes. Right? Mm. And uh, I'm like, oh, wow, big win by Manly. Next minute, I hear just on like my little, my little app listening to the um, – the footy, mm. Manly lining up for a two-point field goal to take it to extra time. I'm like, that can't be right. Am I hearing things? <laughs> Crazy. Mate, what what a finish. But some I, of the footy, hey. Mate, it was incredible. It was so incredible. I wore a cowboy suit in my show earlier this week. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Yes, I did. Can you wear one on this show, please? Mate, whatever you At want, Smithy, I'll, I'll rock up. When the Cowboys beat the Storm, I'll do it for you. <laughs> 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 oh, well, uh, hang on. Well, Storm beat Broncos, mate. You should have come in in like a big like Storm man uh, suit. Big, yeah, big, uh, big cloud and a lightning, lightning bolt. Lightning. Mm. Uh, two points to those boys uh, outside backs from the uh, from the cows who will be featuring for the Maroons center wing uh, combo. Yep. Uh, three points though the eels the offloads the flick passes which sent uh, Micah Sebo over for his try against the Roosters best try of the season you reckon that one Mate, it was incredible how many hands did it go through I lost count I just can't believe how everything landed so smoothly like, in that play oh mate it was incredible incredible. Um, but that that's three points. Hands down, three points. Great to see uh, Mike Sivo back in first grade. Oh, what about his fend on Joey Manu? Yuck. Oh, my God. And now, Joey Manu was no slouch. Oh, mate, he's one of the better defensive. And he's what? He's uh, six foot two, 100, oh, 98 kilos. Yeah. Big boy. Yep. Uh, that was thanks to best hands, to sh- thanks to Schnitz, sorry, biting to golden, delicious, handcrafted Schnitz. Uh, we've got a caller here, actually. We've got a call, Ronan from Townsville. Ronan, you there, mate? Hey, boys. How are we? Good, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Hey, so my question is, where do you think Queensland is most strong and where are we going to get our points from in game two? I mean, it's hard to go past the money man, Munster. He just has that special little something about him. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think that New South Wales will be flying out of the line at him to try and, I guess, upset his momentum. Mm. Uh, But I just... I, you know what? I think Dan Gagai's in for a big game. Now, all the Queenslanders played really well, and, and Gagai was good as well, but he did miss 
a substantial amount of tackles. And I think he's going to be revved up to right that wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever your team plays really well and you don't, mm-hmm. you feel even more guilty, I guess, because yep. you're kind of like, I, I, I wasn't up to that. Not to yep. say they didn't play bad, but mm-hmm. he didn't have his best game. Yep. Um, so I think Gagai's in for a huge, huge match. What about yourself, Smithy? No, I think he is too. And, and, He's never, ever let Queensland down. No way. And this is as big as it gets. Mm. You know, like playing in a game two scenario like this after you've won game one, it's even bigger again. Mm. Now, I know, like, because there's no second guessing about how New South Wales is going to approach this game. This is, this, is, this is do or die for them. Yeah. So if they're not desperate, then they probably shouldn't have got on the plane to go to Perth. Yeah. So what I'm saying is they will be. Absolutely. There's, there's absolutely no question about that. Mm. So the challenge... The challenge for Queensland is to go over to Perth and have the mindset of, hey, we, we want to be just as desperate to win this mm. off the back of the hard work that we put in to win game one. Mm. Because it come down to like centimetres. Literally, yeah. Centimetres. Yeah. And now all the things that have been said about New South Wales and you know, you know, they got the selection wrong and all oh, this player. Hey, they were centimetres away mm-hmm. from taking that, that game to extra time. Mm. You know, and they weren't that bad. So... It was a great game of footy. This is going to be even better game two. It's going to be huge. The crowd's going to be huge. The atmosphere is going to be unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, I just I, I hope the Queenslanders have got the right frame of mind um, against this Blues team. Yeah, it's like it's you know my my thoughts on the game. If I was like to say something to Queensland, would be like that first twenty is so important to hang in there. Mm. Just they're going to come out crazy. Oh. See, All guns blazing. So you just got to hang in there because eventually, sometimes when you're a team, you've been, I'm sure you've had these situations too when you've played obviously with the Storm, you mm. come out and you're so emotional and that first 20, you just go crazy yep. and it doesn't work for you. Yep. It's almost more deflating. Well, it is. If you don't get results yeah. and, and particularly points on the board when I'm talking about results, points on the board to show for your effort, it is deflating. Mm. So it's, it's, it's important they hang in, Queensland. Thanks, uh, Ronan, for the call. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers, boys. Last thing, shout out to Mischief Clothing. Join the lifestyle. <laughs> shout out to Mischief Clothing. <laughs> give her a give her a give give her a Google. Mischief Clothing. <laughs> um, thanks for calling, Ryan. Appreciate it, brother. We are going to head to a break. After the break, uh, we're going to continue previewing the round. Plus, we'll also talk about the rep round. We've got the Women's Origin. We've got Tonga versus New Zealand. We've got Fiji. It's we've all got happening. PNG. It's all happening. So stay tuned, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Smithy. Make sure to call in 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. But we are very, very lucky to oh, have we are lucky. the great Billy Slater on the line. Billy, it's Denon here. How you going, brother? Yeah, good. Thanks, Denon. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries, mate. How's, uh, how's camp life going, Bill? Day off today uh, with the boys? Let us know about yeah. how they're all feeling for this game too. Yeah, no, it's it's been really good, Smithy. Obviously, you've been you've been in here, so uh, you've been able to feel the the vibe and the energy of, amongst the group. And um, yeah, it's that that's one thing that's been similar to the first camp is is just that energy and enthusiasm within the guys. And um, it's a different feel this camp because of the short turnaround, the only seven day preparation. But um, everything's been um, uh, been really good, and training's been. Uh, high energy. Um, they got the day off this morning, and and then we head over to Perth this afternoon. So it's a it's a pretty long travel, but um, their preparation's been good so far. 
Now, Bill, it's uh, Kempe here. So with the, you know, obviously your first coaching role, but it's a really interesting one because you're not walking to a team that kind of has an old core. You're walking to quite a young squad outside of a DCE, Papalihi, you know, those couple of blokes. What's mm. it like coaching such a young group of men? Yeah, with the youth, you get enthusiasm and, and energy. Um, you know, the other thing is, is a real willingness to, to learn and um, want to develop their game. So, um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed that part of it and trying to help young guys build and, and, um, and educate themselves in, in areas around the footy field. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's a different environment to a club football. Um, you only have a, a certain amount of time with these guys. So, number one, you're trying to build an, uh, a connection with them, um, not just yourself, but a connection between the, the, the teammates and, um, the second thing is obviously the football, which is which is really important. That's what we we do. We, we're playing football on Sunday night, so um, you know try and build that connection on the field and um, get them to play their best football um, at the right time. And uh, mate, I spoke to Smithy before game one, and he said it was a bit different because you don't have any control when you go out there. So he was a bit <laughs> nervous. What about yourself, mm. mate? What was a different feeling going into you know Origin one? Yeah, he's one hundred percent right. Um, you know, when we had when we had the jerseys on, we could actually do something about it. But um, uh, all our work's done and dusted by kick off. And um, although we can we can do a little a few little things throughout the game, interchanges and and get some messages down. But um, now we've got a lot of trust and belief in in our players, and and that what that's what we've been trying to instill in them and um, allow them to create their own footy and and what that looks like. Um, you know, we help shape that. At training and in meetings, but at the end of the day, we've got some some really good football minds that that are out there on the field, and um, everyone's on board in the way that we play. So, although Cam and I are sitting back, very nervous and uh, and uneasy, um, I think those guys out on the field are, are pretty comfortable. Now, Bill, I, I know you quite uh, quite well over the time that we played footy with each other, and he was the type of guy, Campy, that was every day looking to make himself better mm. as a player. Mm. Now, as a coach, it's a very different role, Bill. What, what, what did you take mm. out of game one that you've tried to be maybe a little bit different or try to be better at for game two? Um, yeah, yeah, good question, Smithy. And, and it's one thing that I've always tried to do is try to become better in whatever I do um, I, I still remember my last week in in my career as a player and um, I was still trying to improve so you know there's yeah. definitely things that um, I did in game one that um, you know I've tried to adjust and mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm sure I'm going to make mistakes in game two um, you know looking forward to game three as well so um, you know, I think we're always assessing ourselves and, and trying to adjust things but you know, just little things, trying to remain calm in, in certain situations um, yeah. where I probably got a little bit more intense and, and vice versa. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, uh, look, at the end of the day, we're um, we're always learning and um, I only look at it as a mistake if you don't learn from it. Now, as, as players, we were lucky enough to have, you know, sort of one coach for our entire career, Craig Bellamy. Did you ever mm. sit back during that first game and think, mate, now I understand why he was the way he was in the coach's <laughs> box? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there was a couple of times where I thought, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to creep down that lane. <laughs> yeah, come on, Bill, hold yourself together. <laughs> we used to shake our heads looking at Belzer up in the box. And go, what are you doing? <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, 
at the end of the day, like people ask me, what sort of coach am I going to be? What are you going to be like in the box? And to be honest, I've got, I've got no idea. And, you know, Origin is such an emotional game that it, yeah. you, you've just got to you got to let it take you. And, um, you know, we, we try and be ourselves and, um, you know, whatever happens, happens. But, yeah, it, I did sort of get a little bit sort of frustrated at times. But at the end of the day, it's um, it's who we are. Now, Bill, uh, you got Kalen at the back there, Kalen Pong. He's such an interesting yeah. player because, you know, he's he's reached, you know, really good heights in rugby league. There's no doubt about it. But me personally, I just think there's so much more that he, he can go so high, so much higher. What's it like being, like, working with him and obviously yourself? You you know, you've had such an incredible career. Are you excited to be able to work with a guy like Kalen? Yeah, I, I love that, Campy. I, I really enjoy working with guys like Kalen, number – Number one, he's he's a great person. He's, he's a really good lad, Kalen, and um, you know that's that just makes you want to help him even more. Um, he's got so much ability, and you know he's such a good player now. Like he is, he is a great player, and you know talking about always trying to look for improvement. Um, he searches for that all the time. I I see that you know in the video sessions that we do. I see that at training. He's he's always one of the last out there, um, one of the first to get there, and. You know, always looking to improve his game, and um, yeah, so I, I really enjoy that part of this role and, and trying to develop those guys, especially in and around you know the position that I played. Uh, we're very fortunate to have you know the guy that's sitting next to you, you know, in the middle of the field helping educate you know those guys. No one knows that part of the field as well as Cam Smith, and you know Jonathan Thurston's here, Nate Miles, Alan Langer, uh, Josh Hannay's been a, um, a a great rock for. Um, uh, our our coaching staff because of you know his experience and and his knowledge of the game so you now we've got a really good balance in our coaching staff to to go out there and help those individuals and um you know on the other side of that they they've just got such an enthusiasm to learn so you know it's a good balance now i'm sure it's a pleasure you know dealing with Kalen. is it a pleasure dealing with monster day to day <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Every team's got pleasure. a pair stay. The, the thing about Cameron Munster, and there's been a, a fair bit spoken about him this year. He's now he's obviously um, prioritised what he what he wants to get out of his career, and, and he's getting the rewards for that on the field. But he's still he's still the likable lad around around camp. He's he's great to be around. He's he's got a a really good jovial personality and. Um, yeah, you know, that that's what makes him so likable. Um, but but don't confuse that with um, how much he he sees his footy as important. He he really cares about his footy. He's he's got a great footy knowledge and he works really hard at it. Um, so it's not just give the ball to Cameron Munster and he'll just do something. He's he he's a part of our our footy I and mean, what that looks like. Um, but he he really cares about his footy and he works hard at it. Like I said. Now, just onto the opposition quickly, Bill. Um, they've made some changes, several changes, particularly to mm. their starting lineup. Um, do you view that as a as a much stronger New South Wales side for game two? Well, well, they bring different strengths, Smithy. Um, yeah, obviously, Happy Coruscant, and, and you know more than anyone that you know what strengths he has. He, he's real crafty, number nine, and um, you know it's a different different look to when Damian Cook's there, and, and we're still going to have to face Damian Cook at at some stage, and and that speed out of dummy half, but. Uh, we're going to have to really be on our game, you know, with Appy at dummy half, just with his trickery out of dummy half, and um, and also his combinations with Yo and Cleary, 
um, Luai there as well. So um, that's a real focus for us going into this game. And, you know, and even without the changes, you know, when you lose game one, you, you have an intensity lift. Um, there's going to be a whole heap of energy from them at the start of the game. So um, we need to match that and uh, hopefully we can dish out a little bit of that energy ourselves. So, um, yeah, different players, but um, but still the same focus for us going in. It, you know, we, we can't be taking the foot off the off the accelerator here. Um, you've also got Burton debuting in the centres. It's a really interesting selection because obviously he's been playing fantastically. But, you know, I felt like Queensland was so good game one in pressuring Cleary. But kind of a, a new piece has been added to the table now when it comes to essentially at the end of every set, Queensland will have to take into account there is another kicker that is has a unique weapon, which is the bomb. Is that something that I guess you've looked at and ways to combat that as a coach for Queensland? Yeah, definitely something we've addressed. Um, obviously, Nathan Cleary is is a great kicker in himself, and you know you'd be silly to, to take the ball away from him too many times. But you know, with Burton there, he's he's got that left foot, and also Jerome Luai kicks a fair bit as well. So you know, we've we've certainly addressed that throughout the week, and we've got to think like them. Um, what would you do if if that was our game one, and um, and our kicker was under that sort of pressure? So um, I, I'm sure they're going to be having some sort of contingency plan around Cleary, but um, we'll be ready for whatever whatever happens. You know, we want to make sure that we've got pressure, you know, in waves and, and not just one guy. So, um, yeah, that'll be our focus. Now, you've been in this position before, Billy, as a, as a player for Queensland where uh, the Maroons have won game one and you go into game two with a, against a very desperate New South Wales side. What's the biggest challenge, do you think, for your footy side going over to Perth for this match? Yeah, it, it, we've just got to match that desperation. Um, you know, we've got to we've got to think that you know this is do or die for us as well. So, you know, state of origin is all about um, that desperation, and and we saw some acts in that first game that um, if we didn't have that, well, you know, we mightn't be sitting here one nil up in the series. So, um, really important that we go over there with that mindset um, that there is no tomorrow, and um, you know. Hopefully that holds us in good stead. But you know, it's a footy game. There's 80 minutes. Um, it's going to be exciting. You'd like to think that both teams are going to improve. And, um, yeah, hopefully it's a, it's an entertainment product that everyone's going to enjoy. Um, and just before we let you go, Bill, uh, just for you personally, you know, you've been a coach now for a, you know, for a few months, I guess, putting the team together and you coach your first game. How are you enjoying it, mate? Like, is it, is it what you dreamed of or how is it? Well, to be honest, I never dreamt of this, Kenfi. I, I dreamt of playing, that's for sure. But um, <laughs> I, I didn't see myself as a coach. Uh, you know, we looked up to Billy Ake didn't help with that. Bennett. You would have looked at Billy Ake and said, <laughs> yeah, 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 you're not wrong. <laughs> but we looked up to Wayne Bennett and um, and Mel Meninga and, and these guys, and, and they were like they were godlike figures for us as players. And mm. um, you know, when this position got put in front of me, I, I sort of. I didn't really know how to react, but at the end of the day, this is important to us. That's why we're here, Cam, Jonathan. Everyone's in this environment because we care about this team, and this team means a whole heap to to our people. It's an inspiration to our state, and we feel that we can contribute. We we know rugby league um, as much as as we know anything. So it's it's the one thing that we do know about, and we feel like we can contribute to this this team and and help guide them, um, and then hopefully they can go out there and, and play their best football. So um, I'm really enjoying that side of things. I, 
I love wearing the maroon colour and um, and representing our state. So um, it's a different way that we're doing it. But, yeah, really enjoying it at the moment, Kempi. Mate, thank you so much for joining us, mate. Really do appreciate it. And good luck, mm. uh, good luck on Sunday. Pleasure, boys. I'll see you at the airport, Ken. Good luck, Bill. See you soon, boss. <laughs> see you, mate. <laughs> yeah, good. There he is, Billy the Kid. Billy the ah, Kid. He's good. He's good. Yeah. And, you, and you talk about coaching, you know, and, you know, whether he's enjoying it or and, – and he said, like, you know, I never really thought about being a coach. Like, mm. He pretty much coached. On the field. In some capacity. Yeah. Like, for the last, you know, 10 years, I reckon, mm. of, of his career as a player. Well, I mean – At look, all levels. Yeah. Not just Storm, like Queensland, yeah, okay. Australia also. Yeah, wow. It's uh, – I mean, you look at the, the players that have come through. I know he's always had a connection with Storm and he's worked with – but the fullbacks that have come after him, mm. he's had a fair bit of impact oh, on them. Huge. And, and you speak to even a guy that now that's moved on, like Nico Hines. Mm. Like you speak to him about the influence that Billy's had. Yeah. Um, you know, not just with his fullback play, but all the things in and around being a professional rugby league player. Like your preparation, um, your education of the game, you know, looking at the opposition, understanding what, what you're going to see, what you're going to face. Yeah, he's just been fantastic for so many guys coming up through those systems, yeah. wanting, wanting to be first graders. I was going to tell him my joke, but I thought, no, nah, I better not. The slate. Uh, uh. New slate. Uh. <laughs> Probably a good thing you left it out, mate. <laughs> oh, mate yeah. You might have just gone, yeah, hang up. the phone. Billy, you there, mate? You there? You cut out, buddy. <laughs> no, that's good. We, we thank uh, Bill. It's a big week for him, obviously, and Origin Coach coming on. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just from a fan's perspective, it's just incredible what, what he's done. You know, mm. even in his career when he came back from that injury with a shoulder when it looked like he was done. Oh, and, yeah. All that, and then to come into Origin under a mountain of pressure, keep mm. his cool, make some bold selections as well. Didn't yep. play it safe. Yep. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's a reason why he's pretty much the greatest fullback of all time and one of the greatest players of all time. That's right. Uh, because of his dedication. And, and what's really interesting is that, like, as you know, Smithy, when you when you're in the systems, like you know, whether it be Broncos, Storms, or whatever, mm. and you get asked about certain players or you say, "Oh, what's what's Slater like?" or you speak to someone that has dealt with Slater, yep. they all I've never, ever, and genuinely never mm. heard someone say, oh, you know, he's he's not that good or whatever. It's yeah. always, oh, mate. He's an, exactly. Yeah. He's an impressive man. Mm. Impressive man. Yeah. Um, so massive congratulations to Bill. We've got a few texts here, though. Got a few texts here. Uh, thoughts on New South Wales forward pack changes, better or worse? Yeah, well, we spoke about that a little bit earlier. Um, I think they've made the selections around just getting a little bit more sort of leg speed, a little mm. bit more agility. Uh, through through their forward pack and and certainly guys like uh, Jake Trebojevic bring that mm. um, Angus Crichton too I, I think there were there were calls for him to be a part of the the, the New South Wales team in game one wasn't there mm. um, so he may have been a little bit unlucky to, to miss out yeah. uh, for game one and because he's 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 done a great job for New South Wales in the past mm. which is I guess why a few Blues fans were sort of like what's doing yeah like why is he not there yeah um, same with Jake. Um, so there, they've been called back in. And again, like you make changes to become better, yeah. to improve. You don't just make changes for the sake of it. Mm. And obviously Brad Fittler and, and his selection panel have, have looked at those players that have come in and thought, well, these guys will make us a better team. Mm. And it's, they're in like a, a lose-lose situation. You make changes, you shouldn't have made all those changes because you were so close. You don't make changes, we lost the first game, yeah. we need to make changes. That's right. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yep. Uh, now we're going to head to a break. Give us a call, 1300-01-1170. Text in 0457-736-736. After the break, we'll continue previewing the round. We've got the Women's Origin 
Well, Women's Origin, I think that's Friday night. Yep. Then on Saturday, we've got the rep round, the international rep rounds kicking off with Tonga and New Zealand. Uh, but we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, we're doing a time for a breakdown, which young players are climbing the Bailey ladder. So it's time for which players are climbing the Bailey ladder that are worksite trusted for 60 years, Smithy. 60, 60 years. years. Unbelievable. Now, Where, where's my ladder? Yeah, we had a ladder here. I mean, I needed a ladder here this week too. We'll, we'll get it in here. Okay. We'll okay. get it in here. We'll find it yep. somewhere. Someone's probably using it. Might be that plumber out there. I don't know. <laughs> is it him? No, he's on it. He's on the Bailey ladder, yeah. Oh, mate. How sturdy does he look? He looks yeah, safe as anything. Safe as houses. <laughs> uh, here we go. Number one, Curtis Morin made his NRL debut on the weekend, boys. Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. He had uh, one try, one line break, ran for 90 metres, uh, a tackle break, in just 15 minutes of footy. Yep. 22, he is. He scored a try nearly in his first touch. Wow. That's Can't, good. Come on, line break, bit of a lair up towards the try line. Yep. I think he pointed to his family. <sighs> Ooh. Risky business, that one. Risky, Risky business. Just get the ball down. Get it down, son. And, um, and carry on. A few. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, what a moment for him. Yep. What an incredible moment. Make your debut and be able to do that. Incredible. Yep. And I, and I tipped doggies for the backup win. You did too, didn't you? And you, the Dragons. You did. Against the Bunnies. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair call. Fair call. Uh, number two, Christian Tui Pilotu uh, in a losing side. Well, we just we mentioned about this Cowboys uh, manly game. Ouch. Like, I don't know how, but they found a way to lose. Anyway, 21. He's only 21, uh, Christian, but he had a blinder on the wing. Two tries, one line break, one tackle break, and ran for over 100 Meters against the cows who have been very good defensively mm. this year. Mm. Well, very good. Really interesting. Tui Pilotu has kind of flown under the radar because you've got a guy like uh, Kula who is, you know, an yeah. incredible athlete, yeah. incredible mm. athlete. But when you actually look at impact on games, stats, Tui Pilotu mm. has been one of their best outside backs all year yep. in his debut year. Yep. I've got a massive, massive rap on him. So, yeah, great yep. game. And having another guy on, on like Saab as well. Like yeah, he gets a lot of the absolutely the, the talk, a lot mm-hmm. of the chatter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, and last one though, Aaron Shoop, uh, the twenty-one year, uh, sorry, twenty-year-old. He had one try, one line break, two offloads, and ran ran for over two hundred and ninety mm. meters. Now, I know that's what you just did that regularly. Oh, please, as a uh, as please. a winger, uh, two hundred ninety meters. Oh, you did that no on the boot, didn't you? How easy is footy? No. Did you walk away from your first game? Just go, mate. How easy is this? No, I walked off the field. They said to me, "You won't be playing first grade next week." That's literally what, <laughs> what? they said to me. Yeah, the, the guy. What? The media manager walked straight up to me and says, "You know, you played really well, mate. But just so you know, you're not playing first grade next week." The media manager told you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. Sweet. Um, but uh, yeah, back to Aaron Shoup. Yes. What a performance. Uh, look. What I love about this is I think Shoop has been playing really well for the Doggies. I, was, I thought he was one of their best players last year. Mm-hmm. He brought a bunch of energy. He never took a backward step regardless of who we're playing. Yes. And I'm stoked for Shoop to have this game because it shows people, oh, we've got this young gun at the Bulldogs. It doesn't get appreciated because mm-hmm. it's at the Bulldogs. You see these big games with these big numbers. A lot of people will start to take notice. You've got a 20-year-old center that's playing some great footy. Unbelievable. Now, that's all thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over 60 years. I'm telling you, the amount of work that goes into making sure you meet safety standards, guys, it's it's a mountain of work. Yep. So for 60 years, incredible. After the news, uh, we'll continue previewing the round, including New Zealand versus Tonga and the women's state of origin. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to call in 1300-01-1170 or give us a text. We've got some texts here. Uh, boys, do you think there's a lot of pressure on Matt Burden in his debut game? A lot of talk on um, 
a lot of talk about on his, his kicking. kicking already. Oh, I don't. I don't think there's a like. Well, there's pressure on everyone, you mm. know, going into Origin. Mm. Um, you know, first games, yeah, he might be a little bit nervous, but he's played in some big matches already. Mm. Um, you know, so he knows what it's all about. This one's just going to be a little bit faster, a little bit more physical for longer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he's a quality young player. Mm. He'll, he'll handle it. And the kicking that just, you know, once he gets a few touches and gets tackled a couple of times, he'll just get straight into it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, now, Goat and Smithy, a lot of noise about New South Wales being poor in game one and making the wrong decisions. Why is there not more praise for how well Queensland handled losing a winger and having to change their whole structure once Coase went off Ben Brisbane? Uh, that's a good question, Ben. Um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, there's a lot lot been happening down south, um, yeah, which we just don't concern ourselves with. And, and, you know, to that point of Queensland and the way they handled that game, you know, Xavier Coates obviously had the high ankle sprain fairly early in the game, mm. mid, midway through the first half. Yes. Around that sort of period. Um, and there were some changes made. Kirk Capewell played nearly an entire game um, out of his back row position. He played mm. in the centres. Yeah. Um, well, well, particularly when Nanai uh, was injured as well. Um, you know, so that, and that was a really brave effort for him to come back on the field mm. as well, though. That, that showed some courage. Um, he had a pretty significant sort of um, strain of his ankle also. Um, so to be able to get it back out there. So essentially, you know, Queensland were playing with 15 players there for a, a period of time. But, um, yeah, it was, just, it, it was just part of the game that we had to we had to get on with and there was no questions asked. You know, Ruben Cotter, there was a plan for him to come off the field and have a little spell. Mm. Message went out to him and said, mate, we need you to play. We may need you to play 80. He said, no dramas, I'll just get it done. Mm. Um, so, you know, that's just that's just the way it was. And a lot of stuff happened you know, post-game with New South Wales and mm. um, they weren't happy with certain things with the officiating and, and all this sort of stuff, that's out of our control. Mm. That's out of, you know, the, the guys, the players and the coaching staff with, with Queensland, um, you know, we just need to work on what we thought we needed to be better at. Um, you know, praise the players, obviously, for the things that they did really well. But, um, you know, you don't walk around looking for pats on the back. Mm. The job's not done. We just, we just heard from the coach, Billy Slater, the job's not the, the job is far from done. Mm. They, you know, Queensland need to go over there and, and play even better than what they did in game one for this one in Perth. Mm. If there's any chance to um, to be competitive in game two. Mm. Uh, now we got another text, Pedro from the Roosters. Morning, boys. I recently read that Teddy needs to be more assertive when speaking to the referees. Smithy, are you running courses and could he join? <laughs> but jo- <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes aside, jokes aside, as a captain for so long. You know, speaking yeah. to refs, it it's important. It's such a delicate balance because you need to get your point across, but you've mm. got to also respect. And I think some players do. Oh, absolutely. Some players make the mistake of being a bit too emotional yeah. when they come up to them. Well, you need to be able to control your emotions. And, and when I spoke with referees, it was never, I was never try. I never tried to be assertive. I just, I went up to him and spoke to him like I was having a conversation with anyone else mm. and really just getting an understanding of, of what, if there was a call made around a certain um, thing on the field, I'd, I'd try and get a, an explanation of what his decision was mm. um, and how he come about that. It's just really general talk. Yeah. But but the, the the basis on it, it was all based around respect. Yeah. And and the the times where I got a little bit a little bit frustrated with referees was when they didn't really give you an opportunity to talk. Yeah. Or even or even reply to you. Yeah. Um. I find now, I find now the referees in the NRL they're they're quite engaging. Yeah, 
they are quite engaging mm. with with the players, which I I really like. Yeah, because particularly when the player comes up, and you know doesn't rush up in their face and start screaming and throwing their hands and arms mm. around, waving them around everywhere. If you if you walk up to them in a manner which is respectful, as as I said, and 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 very calm, and just have a have a chat to them, you know, I like how they 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 talk back. Yeah. And, and and a couple of times, and, and I'm not saying that referees need to be apologetic because at the end of the day they're humans; they make mistakes yeah. like players do on the field. Yeah. But I've seen a couple of times this year, you know, referees look to a captain and say, "Mate, hey, mate, look, I apologise for that. I stuffed up. Yeah. But." It is what it is. Let's move on with the match. Yeah. Now I, I totally agree. I even I even really appreciated on the weekend when Townsend went up to the ref and was like, "Mate, I didn't call the captain's challenge." Yeah. And it would have been very easily. Was Ashley Klein? No, no. Yeah. It was uh, Jared Sutton. Jared Sutton. It would have been very easy for him to go, "Look, mate, it's done. Sorry." Yeah. But to, to be able to go, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Yep. To turn it around. Yeah. I thought that was really good of him. Really That's good great, of him. Mate. And that you know, that again, I was, I feel like I've said this a million times over. So apologies for people that listened all the time, but. The thing that sucks about being a ref is the better you are at your job, the less you are noticed. The worse you are at your job, the more you are at notice. So, so you don't want to be noticed. So, but like, so we only ever notice them when they do something Poor wrong. Things. Yeah, we never yeah, appreciate yeah. when they do when, when they right. make great calls. We never sit right. there going, "Oh, what an incredible call!" So yep. they got the toughest job, and they love rugby league probably more than anyone because they got the toughest job, mm-hmm. and they're doing it out of love for the game. Yep. Uh, now, also, we have got a text here. Hey, boys, don't forget the men and women's under nineteen Origin kicks off. At 5.30 tonight. That's yes. tonight. Yep, they're at Leichhardt. Leichhardt. Um, they actually, they, they reckon, they reckon, look, this is just rumour on the grapevine, <laughs> but they were calling me an under-19 origin legend. legend. Really? Yes, that's, that's what was the word going around in the Queensland camp. So you represented Queensland under-19s in what year was that? Uh, 2006, <laughs> seven. Wow. How young are you? <laughs> How we going? Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, let's get to the games. Enough about me. <laughs> so we've got the women's origin coming up on Friday. Now, this is a really interesting clash because last year, as I said, mm-hmm. the game was on the line. It was a belter of a match, extremely close. And I think it was Chelsea that plays for the Broncos. is a front yep. rower for Queensland. Now, some suggested that she may have, I guess, tried as much as she could to get the penalty. Milked it. Milked it. And then some suggest, no, no, it was a penalty. It was just more showing that it was a penalty. Because, I mean, she was, I think her leg was pulled back. Yep. So there's going to be some bad blood tonight between the girls. There's going to yeah, be some bad blood. There'll be a little bit of feeling there. Which is what we And, of got. course, Queensland, they kicked the penalty goal. Get, yep, exactly. Uh, thanks um, for finishing the story. Right on the siren. Yeah. People listening would have been like, Kempi, why are you telling us about a penalty? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that was the important part of the story. That was the important part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with you, Kempi. I, I think the New South Wales, uh, New South Wales women, they'll be, they'll be a little bit, they'll be a little bit, they'll be hurting. Mm. The fire in the belly will be quite large. They've been waiting some time for, uh, for this rematch. Now, really interesting. I think it was it Emma Tonegato that won the women's dally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shared it, with, shared it with, with Millie Boyle. With Millie Boyle. Yep. So really interesting that that we, you know, well Queensland have a forward that's one of the best in the comp, and yes. they have a back that's one of the best. Well, is the best in the comp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting because Queensland, it's the first year that the Gold Coast Titans could enter a side. Yes. And the Titans, Titans not yeah. only did they do well, they actually beat the Broncos, who were the reigning champions. Yep. And so I actually think that's going to lift the level of uh, the, the level of play from Queensland because they've got that extra team yep. in the comp. Uh, yep. in, in saying that, so the quality of the match here, yeah, quality of the match. Yep. In saying that, it was the Roosters 
that got the job done in the grand final uh, against yes. the Dragons. So it was an all New South Wales grand final. Yes. So you could argue that makes the New South Wales uh, a stronger outfit. What, yep. what What do you see in this game? Well, well, they've got they've got um, as you mentioned Emma Tonegato who took out um, the Delhi M. Um, the Millie Boyle is actually a New South Wales player. Oh, so they've got the dual Delhi M. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's uh, she, she 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 she's country New South Wales. Even though she's represented the Broncos, yeah, I've had her on my show. She she come from the same areas like Dale, <coughs> I think in Kesey. Yeah, in around there, down, down the sort of yep. bigger yep. South Coast sort of region. Yep. Um, yeah. So she, they've they've got the, they've wow. got the dual Dallium medalists. Okay. Of the, of uh, last. Uh, so on last paper, season. they're probably favourites. On paper. Well, I think so. I think so. But yeah, you you can't. You can never write off, um, you know, the Queenslanders, particularly with their their skipper Ali Brigginshaw, yeah, who was who's been, I think, consistently over the 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 lifespan of the NRLW, she's been the most consistent player, very dangerous playing in that halfback position. Um, Brittany Braley Nati is back; mm. she's playing um, number nine, one of one of again one of the, probably possibly one of the better number nines that have played in the women's game. Yeah. Um, for how long it's been running for, so don't hey do not mistake Queensland Queensland are a very strong outfit. Yep. Even even though they've even though New South Wales have got the two um, reigning Dalian medalists, this this is going to be an absolute cracker. I tell and, you, and and the Maroons they've won the last two Origin matches, um, and since 2018 the average winning margin it's only been six points, Kempi. Wow, six points. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be a thriller, absolute thriller. I have, I will tell you. Queensland's already won the battle when it comes to profile pitches because they're actually in their Queensland kit. <laughs> they're all in kit. Whereas New South Wales, look, they haven't got it together. They don't. They're all in their jerseys from club. Oh, what's going on? That's there? one nil so far to Queensland. One nil. One uh, nil on the profile picks. <laughs> uh, now uh, let's get to New Zealand versus Tonga. Watch your tip, sorry, before we move on. Look, obviously, I've got to go Queensland. Yeah, I'm Queensland. I've got to go Queensland. Queensland by um, four. The New South Wales side is absolutely stacked. There is no denying. Got some incredibly explosive players. You've got Jesse Surge. You've got, obviously, Tonegato, Kira Dibb, uh, Penatani. So they're stacked, but I'm going to stick strong. Queensland get the job done. Yep. Uh, now let's get on to New Zealand versus Tonga. The first time a match has been played, a high-level match of rugby league in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I am so excited for this match. Honestly, I cannot wait. I think it's going to be fireworks the first 20 minutes. Yep. But I will say this New Zealand side, it's the best, in my opinion, it's looked in a very, very long time. Like, I, I, I think this New Zealand side is going to be a real problem for Australia when it comes uh, World Cup time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some great selections. So you've got Hughes, you've got Hughes, Brown, Cheese, and Manu as a spine. Yep. I mean, it really <clears throat> yeah, does. good. That's pretty, pretty good. And yep. then at 13, you've got Tarpane. So it's just a, a very strong spine that I, I, in my opinion, you could argue that spine mm-hmm. is as strong as the Queensland spine. That's and, how strong it is. And then on top of that, like like their forward pack led by Jesse Brumwich, as mm-hmm. we spoke about earlier in the show, uh, he's the captain of the side. Fisher Harris, mm. okay, probably would he be regarded as the best prop in the game right now? Well, he's a current reigning premiership prop. Uh, and then you throw in in the back row Isaiah Papali'i, uh, Kenny Bromwich, and Joseph Tarpanay. Who was in like just probably career best form? Easy, probably probably career best form. Yeah, absolutely. like thinking back to like nineteen when Canberra made the grand final, um, they were all playing well, particularly their mm. forward pack. That's a that's a formidable Kiwis mm. team. And look at this bench: Kieran Foran at fourteen. Yep. Moses Leota, 
Nelson. So, wh- so, so how how's Foz going to be played though in this match? Like yeah, he's on the bench. Like, how do you like? He's he won't throw him in at nine to give Brendan Smith a, a rest, will he? Look, I, I think it's they're going to play it by year, and they're going to see. Look, Dylan Brown Hughes, relatively young. Let's see how well they can see the team around. If it looks like we need an experienced hand to settle the ship, yep. they bring Foran on for maybe a a, uh, a Brown. Yeah, okay. That's, right. that's how I see it happening. Unless they bring him at 13, maybe. I mean, he's tough enough. Yep. Um, and they just rotate Tarpana off because Tarpana usually plays in the middle for, yeah. for Raiders. Yeah, okay. So maybe they use him as a bit of a 13. Remembering uh, Jerome Hughes has actually played nine for the Kiwis. Oh, has he? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So maybe he gets slotted in there. Yeah. Gets out of dummy half. And then um, <clears throat> and then he come back to Storm and didn't play for about two weeks because he had a... Stiff back. Oh, the best. The best. He come back. He's like, mate, how do you do this every week? <laughs> my, back, my back is gone. <laughs> that's, that's great stuff. Uh, so maybe we won't see that. I think if yeah, if the word comes down from Madge, hey, Husey, going to nine, you're just like, nope, refuse. I'm <laughs> mate, not moving. Mate, now look at the Tonga side. You've got Adam oh. Fanua Blake. You've got Toki Alho, Satili Tupanoa. Kolomatangi and Taumalolo. What about the forward pack matchups? Holy! Wow! It's 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 that that. Oh. If Tonga are to win, it's got to be a power game through the middle. Oh, I, you know, you. if I'm if I'm the Tonga's coach, I'm sitting there saying Havili, forwards, everyone up on the advantage line, everyone ready to go as soon as there is quick play of the ball. We cannot miss a single quick play of the ball. We need to make this game so fast yep. that New Zealand can't get their bearings. What do you think, Smithy? Yeah, no, I agree. They just they need to be power based and they need to go hard straight up. Like they're they're thinking twenty, twenty five minutes. Mm. We're thinking let's it's shock and awe. Yeah. Shock and awe. Absolutely. Let's just try and just blast our way up the other end of the field and, and try and jag some points because they got some classy players like Katoni Staggs, not uh, obviously we know he missed out with the blues selection, but he's playing he's playing in the halves, he's playing six. Yeah, uh, Talatau Amon, mm-hmm. um, yep. halfback. He uh, he's coming off a really strong performance um, for the Dragons against the Rabbits last week. He was sensational. Moses Sully, Sully, same thing. Um, you know, uh, Tui Pilotu, we just spoke about earlier. How good he's playing. Cola playing fullback. Like they're just, it's a strong outfit. Mm. And remembering the last game that these guys played, they beat they beat the Kangaroos. I know, incredible. They beat the Kangaroos in two thousand and nineteen. Mate. So they um they uh they're a they're a passionate bunch, as are the Kiwis, but um this is this is gonna be enormous. Absolutely. I I just I just cannot wait to see like the crowd. Sea of red just oh, so good. Just, the singing, all oh, that. Oh mate, I love yep. it. I love yep. it. And the two um like uh the two war dancers at the start. Oh yep. Absolutely. Amazing. I, I, I watched that. I watched that Kempi, mm. right? And I was down at the All Star game um start of the year. Mm. Uh the Indigenous All Stars V uh, the Maori all, all stars, and the 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 dancers at the start, the, the, the both the war dancers at the end, of it, it went for like fifteen minutes. Great, it's just like constant on the edge. And of I, yeah, so I was standing up the whole time. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it now. But then I'm thinking, I I, I was thinking to myself, I don't know how I'd go and play now. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be spent. Hundred percent. hundred percent. hundred percent. Good on them. I love it. Oh I love mate, the whole it's so good. It's great. That build up for the All Star game this year was amazing. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. Um, now, uh, prediction. Who do you reckon get to win here? Uh, well, I think. I think. I think the class of of the Kiwis will get him home. Yeah. I look, I, 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 I think the key difference for the Kiwis 
is they have two of the best in-form halves of yeah. the comp right now. Hugh's unbelievable. Um, so they, they, they get the job done. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to keep continue previewing the round. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Thank you so much for listening. Another hour essentially done and dusted. Uh, we've done the previews. We're going to continue to preview the round, but we've got some texts here, Smith. We've got some texts. Uh, hey, goat and bloat. <laughs> I what, love who's, What's bloat? Best looking of all time. Right. What I do I is... You, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's not me. It's not me. <laughs> 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 you must be talking about Maddie behind the camera here. <laughs> yeah, it is Maddie. It is Maddie. <laughs> um, I love how Liam Martin was called out for being a grub. I hope this fires up the boys and they get up and whack him even harder now. I'm flying over to Perth from Brizzy uh, Friday night to watch yep. the boys bring the shield home. Get up, boys, Queenslander. Yeah, that'd be nice if we could bring it home. Um yeah, I did. I, I was told about this chat about Liam Martin mm. and and saying that like, Queenslanders were unhappy with him. Like from from a from a team point of view, Liam Martin hasn't been spoken about this week mm. and and the things that that he supposedly did in in game one. Whether that's a bit of media hype between, <laughs> between the two papers, yes, they like getting involved. They like getting stuck into each other. The journos, yep. but I'll, I'll guarantee you, his name hasn't come up. Mm. And I'll tell you what, if it, if it's if it's something that that you know is questionable or whatever, he he's a he plays the game physical. Mm. It's not just for New South Wales. Yeah, anyone that's gone and if they've watched Penrith play on the weekend, he plays he plays that physical style of football where he tries to upset the opposition. Mm. That's what our game's about. Yeah, that's what it's, Origin's about. The really. good players do it. The good teams do it. Yeah. So you know, play on its origin. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to head to a break and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to download the SEN app. Also, subscribe to the Captain's Run on uh, Apple and Spotify so you can listen anytime. You can pause, you can, pl- you can play it, you can listen to it fast forward, whatever you want on Apple and Spotify. But we've got a caller here, Chris from Rose Bay. You there, mate? Yeah, how you going, guys? Um, going good, Chris. I want to ask Cam- I want to ask Cameron a question. Um, your motivation for taking on this role for Queensland, well, it's a two-part question. A, are you enjoying it? But B, what was your main motivation? Because it's Queensland or was it a personal challenge? Do you Queenslanders just go on autopilot? You don't even think about it if you're asked to do something for your state? Yeah, that's that's a oh, that's a great question, uh, Chris. Well, two questions actually. Uh, number one, I'll answer your first one straight up. Uh, am I enjoying it? Absolutely, mate. It's been fantastic to be involved with the Queensland Footy side. I, I hadn't been involved for quite some time, or well, since I retired from Rep Footy back in uh, end of two thousand seventeen. Um, so it's great to be back involved in in that sort of camp um, sort of environment, and and just being around some of the younger players coming through. It's really exciting times for for Queensland Rugby League. Um, particularly after their first their first performance in game one, I think they showed what what they're all about and and what they can bring for Queensland uh, in the future. Fingers crossed. Uh, this this next up match, game two in in Perth, um, and the motivation. Well, I, I was I was uh, called up by you know one of my great mates, Bill Slater, and he said, "Look, mate, I, I think I've got a great opportunity. I may be given the coaching role as." as the Queensland um, head coach. And if I am to be um, sort of selected as that, as that coach, I'd love you to be there with me and, and be an assistant and just to be around camp and help out with the players. And so, you know, straight away I, I thought, wow, this is, 
I was pretty chuffed. It was a pretty proud moment for, for Billy to offer me that, that opportunity. Um, it's not a job. Like, it's, it's absolutely not a job at all for me. It's, it's just a great opportunity to be helping, um, <clears throat> you know, some of the young Queenslanders come through. And, and really, my goal was just to be um, a bit of a, a support for, for Bill, knowing that this was his first role as a coach in any, in any platform, let alone, you know, state of origin. Mm. Um, and, and really just to be there to try and, you know, help, you know, the young players become consistent players. Um, and, and, and hopefully the end goal was that they were able to enjoy the things that, that myself and Jonathan Thurston and Bill Slater and, and Josh Hannay, we all were able to, um, enjoy as Queenslanders. Mm. And, and that's, you know, the feeling of, of winning origin games, winning origin series, um, yeah, they've got away to a really good start, but um, it, it's far from finished, far from finished. So enjoyable all round and, and really, yeah, as I, as I mentioned, when I was offered the opportunity by Bill, um, you know, I, I, was really, I was really chuffed at that and, and I thought that it's, I'm going in there to help him. Thanks, Chris, for calling, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. Good on you, mate. We've also got another caller online here. We've got uh, the number one golfer, allegedly, allegedly, from Oysters Bay, the number one golfer. <laughs> number one golfer. How are you? Going, how are you? Yeah, yeah, pretty, going pretty good. good. Um, just wanted to talk about uh, the origin coming up. The, 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 putting all these uh, Penrith players in the team, it, it's a bit like going back to the early 80s when Parramatta was dominating and um, they had all, obviously all, all but two players in the back line. And I, I think it's, I think it's it's a really good thing for New South Wales because um, they've got that cohesion. They don't they don't need need to sort of get together in a seven day period and get and uh, get that cohesion. They're already ready, ready, and and I, I can feel a big big uh, New South Wales victory coming up on Sunday. Actually, oh oh no, number one golfer. Come on, don't mate. tell me that. Um, no, no, mate. It's uh, you're <laughs> absolutely right. It's it's really interesting selection. What I do find, uh, Penrith deserve a massive rap for this. So you go back about two or three years, Penrith Panthers had one player in the New South Wales squad. Yep. Then they'd go on this crazy run. They turn everything around. Now they have six or seven, mm. and not only do they have a large number of players in the squad, it's the core. It's the it's like the spine. It's the heartbeat of the New South Wales side. So. Firstly, massive congratulations to Panthers at the club. That what they've done over the last few years has been nothing short of amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I agree. I, I think I really like having a core from a specific club. I think Queensland did it really well with the Melbourne Storm through the dominant period. Uh, you know, I'm sure they took a lot of uh, <clears throat> systems and you know all of that kind of stuff. From Melbourne was that something that combinations? You did? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 number one golfer, he uh, he hit the nail on the head. It's Particularly for this game too, short preparation, like bringing in someone like an Appy Coruscant, like it's seamless. It's mm. seamless. Yeah, like yeah, he he yeah. he lives with he lives and works with these guys nearly every day of his life for the for the past whatever handful of years at Penrith. So they know the ins and outs. It's it's ready made combinations. They don't need to go in there and sit in there in the first couple of days of camp. Sit down, have meetings. Okay, how are we going to play? Oh, this is what I like to do. This is what I like to do. Oh, when I do this, what do you want to do? They don't need to do it. Mm. They just jump in and Cleary, Coruscant, Yo, uh, and Luai, they get their soldiers around them and say, hey, boys, just do this for us. Mm. Do this for us and we'll, we'll take care of the rest. Yeah.
so, so Gary, how how are you going to uh, counter that? That's going to be pretty hard to counter it, is it? Isn't it? Well, the beauty of Origin is is you're playing against guys that you play against nearly every week. So, the players involved with the Queensland footy side they they've played against the Panthers, um, and you know and but the, but the great thing about Origin is now that those those guys that have come in to play for Queensland they're playing with and alongside all the elite players from the other teams as well. Okay, so the biggest the the, the, the most important thing for them is their preparation this week. Okay, and we've touched on that. Um, in the show already about, you know, pre- preparing for the opposition, making sure that they're on defensively, particularly now with Coruscant going into that dummy half role and the combination he shares with Yo and Cleary in particular. Mm. Um, you know, so as long as, as long as they have their, their wits about them and they've got their awareness and they're doing all the things that they've tried to implement during the week and the things that they've worked on, they'll be okay. But at some stage, they're going to be asked some difficult questions by those players we just mentioned, mm. and they're going to have to turn up and come up with the answers. Mm. That's a good question, anyway, number I'm one golfer. The, yeah, I'm, I'm out of the golf course now, so my playing partners are waiting for me to get off the phone, so I, I better better head off to the golf oh, course. Oh, righto. Before, you, before we let you go, are you using, are you using the TP5, the tailor-made ball? T- t- TP5 are the, are the great, great balls. Um, yeah, I, I do use them. I love them. Good man. Mate, Good man. Great to you. see you on board. Taylor made. Thanks so much for calling, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks. There he is, the number one golfer. <laughs> <laughs> the number one golfer in the country. I will also just add just quickly, um, although agree with everything he just said, Penrith spine, really important to have together. It's going to be really easy to work together. Yep. I will say, though, that Penrith game specifically, their game plan relies yes. so heavily on Leota and Fisher Harris, oh, yeah. and they they play a very specific role yep. in the go forward. And yep. it sounds like, oh, we're doing, and of course the front rowers do. But I'm like, no, no, no. When you actually watch Panthers games, they play a uniquely specific role That's right. for the Penrith Panthers. So mm-hmm. that's where it's going to be interesting to see Jake Trevojevic and Payne, they're not as uh, explosive off the mark yep. as, say, a Fisher-Harris or a, uh, a Leota. So it's going to be interesting to see what they how they adjust to that. Now, we've got another caller here. Adam from Ride. You there, Adam? Yeah, guys, I'm here. How are we? Yeah, going good, mate. Yourself? Oh, good. Thank you for asking. Uh, I just wanted to have a quick chat about the uh, the women's game at the moment. So you've got, uh, at the end, well, start of this year, you had the six rounds and it was the best that the comps ever been. Viewership, uh, you know, it was fantastic. Now, where do you guys think they should be playing the game? Should it be at the start of the year, the end of the year, somewhere in the middle? I just want to get your thoughts. Yeah, look, it's a really interesting one. I, you'd have to look at, you know, the stats. Basically, what I would be looking at is, first of all, you've got to speak to the women and be like, you know, what works well for you? But then also I'd be sitting, okay, where can we get the most exposure for these girls? Now, mm. some say, some would make the argument, play them in the off-season because people are dying for footy. The problem with that is, is it's summer, it's hot as anything. You don't want the girls playing in that crazy heat. Yep. Um, so I would be looking in season and trying to find pockets where the most exposure can be given to the women because that's what we need right now. We need more people exposed to the game to go, first of all, say, look, far out, how far have the girls come in such a short time? But also to begin to build connections to their specific club, players, you know, because I think this next generation of fan, although they do support clubs very strongly and passionately, they're also becoming player supporters and yep. and you know like Caelan Pong is a perfect example mm-hmm. I feel like if Caelan Pong had left the Knights 
there would be Knights fans that would say, wherever he goes, I will support. And I think that building those relationships up with a lot of the girls is a smart way to, it's like a, a quick fire way to build a passionate fan base. So that's, that's the way I'd be kind of looking at it. Yeah. I, I think play it in line with the, with the men's season. Mm. Um, for whatever portion it takes up. Yeah. Um, we've got some new clubs coming into the competition soon, mm-hmm. which is great. It, it's expanding. Uh, we get to see some new faces in the game and, and new clubs represented. I, I just think, yeah, line it up. Mm. And if you can, if you can match up at least one team with, with the men's uh, side as well, mm. go, like take them as, as the as the, the curtain pre-game, raiser. like the curtain raiser. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't have a national reserve yeah. grade. No, that's gone. Yeah. So like, yeah, sorry, Adam. Yeah, no, 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 it's all good. No, I love that idea. You try and match up the women's game with the men's game as a you know, curtain raiser. Uh, it's just the only yeah. problem is you want to get as many eyeballs watching the game as possible. Now, on a Saturday at 7.30, mm. you've got the, the main game you, at 5.30 of the women's game, but you'll also have the 5.30 game on a Saturday with the men's. So you need to try and get yeah, as many right. eyeballs, mm. I think, viewing. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, do you build up that base that goes to the game? Mm. How important is that to you? Because if you if you go, all right, if we put ourselves before a first grade game, uh, sorry, an, uh, a men's game, mm-hmm. there's more chance of people coming down to the game and watching. It. And I feel like that connection, that visceral kind of being there, yeah. you may actually have a deeper connection to that team. Yeah, the live audience rather than the TV audience. Yeah, so you got to just weigh that up as to as to what's better. But you're right, mate. It's a, a lot of tough questions. Uh, they've just come so far so quickly. The women, so massive congratulations to them. The great the, the great thing about it, Adam, is that it's on the up, and yes. it has been now year on year. Mm. So it's continuing to grow. Like you speak to the, the the women players in the NRLW, like they they've just spoken how how it's grown so much from when they first started, particularly like the guys that are, the, the women that have been involved now for several years from where it's come from to where it is now, it's just in a much better place. So as long as, as long as we're continuing to look to grow um, the women's game, I think that's, that's the most important thing. Oh yeah. hundred percent agree with you guys. Like uh, at the start of the year when I, it's the first time I've watched it and uh, I'm a stuck on viewer now for the women's game and uh, I'm excited for the end of the year. So uh, thanks for your thoughts, boys. Good on you, mate. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. That's Adam from Ride. Thanks for calling in, mate. Really do appreciate it. Now, let's get into some previews. We've got Samoa versus the Cook Islands. Now, Samoa's team is stacked. When you look at it, you go, wow. Charlie Staines at fullback. Taylor May on one wing. Uh, Isaac Tungor, his centre pairing. You've got Spencer Linu. He'll also make his international debut. Then you've got Schuster, Martin Tapao, Francis Molo, Jaden Sewer, all former four pack. And then you've got Milford. Harris Tavita in the halves. I mean, this is a real opportunity for Samoa to go, you know, and, and Cook Islands, they've still got a, a ways to go to develop as a, as a rugby league nation. They've got some names in there, don't get me wrong, but it yep. is a real opportunity for Samoa to go, see everything that Tonga is achieving? We absolutely can do that too. Yep. And this is the first of the uh, doubleheader games played at Campbelltown on, on Saturday. Is it... <laughs> uh, Looking at some of these names, is every Penrith player playing football this weekend? <laughs> Mate, they put up a post of like all their players, and I think it was like twenty or like twenty five players. So or that's nearly everyone. Sport. Crazy amount, actually. You know what? I'll get it up as. You so were. that yeah, that that's just a, a, again a reflection of their dominance of the NRL and how good they're going. But um, again, this is this will be a, a, another uh, really really. Strong game of football. Um, some some great players involved. Twenty one players from the Panthers. Twenty one. 
21. There you go. Wow. There you go. At a squad of what, 30? Is it 30? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, about 30. So those guys left over, they're probably, you know, really young guys. Yeah. Sort of 18, 19 if, year olds. If you're not in that group, you're stoked because you're like, no training. And I'll tell you what, you know, those 18, 19, they're, they're probably playing in the under 19 yes, tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Far that's, out. That's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, look, this, this will be a great game of footy. I, I think looking at the lineup, Samoa, uh, they're just going to be a little bit too strong for Cook Islands. Mm. Um, but great to see Cook Islands involved in in, um, in the rep round uh, this weekend. But what about the next one? Kummels and the Ooh, Fiji Party. Stop it. <laughs> Talk about explosive oh, matchup. I remember playing, I remember playing in my uh, international career and having to come up against PNG and Fiji. Mm. Oh, mate. Saw, saw the next day or what? Not, not many guys are putting their hand up to carry the footy. Oh, Let's mate. Let's put it that way. Mate, I did. So I tip on, tip I on. I don't want to get my, tackled. I didn't put my hand up at the best of times. <laughs> you would have had me for one run 10 metres against the corners. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And that's off a kick return. That's off a kick so return. you had a free 10 yep. metres. And I would have just crabbed across side field and then surrendered. <laughs> and I would have said, boys, I'm getting in the middle of the field. I'm not being selfish and trying to get breaks yeah, down the, the edges. Team exactly. I'm doing the team thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, look, I cannot wait for this. You know, we talk about first 20 minutes being electric. Mm-hmm. It is going to be electric between PNG and Fiji. Now, yep. PNG actually, uh, Mead announced today that it will be his last game for PNG this oh, week. Really? Yeah, yeah. Watched uh, on his Instagram. Give him a follow, oh, David Mead. Uh, mate, his story is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. it, coming from PNG. But players to watch, and just quickly before we move from Cook Islands, yep. players to watch with rookies, and I, I only say this because obviously uh, being a Broncos fan, Brendan Paycora and Xavier Willison, yep. these are two very, very good young forwards. Then they're the forwards of next year, they're, as in they yeah. could be anything they yep. want to be. So watch them. But just back to the PNG Fiji, I can't wait to see Olam run out. Olam oh. is the guy I can't wait to see run out. And it, it, watch him, watch him when he runs out. He he will let out an almighty like, I don't know if you call it a scream or a roar, whatever. A roar. But he 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 goes all out. Yes, how good. every time he plays, he goes all out. But yep. particularly when he's representing his nation of um, PNG, right, he'll be up for a huge one. He's taking on his his teammate Tui Kamika Mitha. Well, mate, this listen to this Fiji side. You got Ravalawa, Semi Valame, Wanga Blake. Yeah, it's a good Maker side. Sivo, hey. Kevin Nangama, Kamakamika. Kikau, Milne, Lumi Lumi, or and then Kevin uh, Naguama will captain it. Mate, it's cr- that's a good footy side. It's a great footy side. So, look, let's do a quick picks before we go to a break. Samoa okay. versus Cook Islands. Uh, Samoa. I think Samoa are just going to be a bit too strong there. Yeah, I think Samoa are a bit too strong. PNG versus Fiji. Uh, this is this is going to be a really good game of footy. Um, I think I think maybe I, I think Fiji just giving their finishing ability out wide. Uh, I think they may have just a little bit too much sort of ability out wide for uh, the Kummels. I am going to go. I'm going to back. I'm going to back. There's going to be like 400 massive hits. Oh, there. mate. But I cannot wait. Just, Honestly, people are wait. getting ironed out. I'm going to go PNG because I think Lockie Lamb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think in the seven there, he's going to do his job. He's going to do a really good job. So PNG yeah, to get okay. the win. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to answer your texts. Also, don't forget, you can call in 1300 01 1170, and we'll see you on the other side. Holy schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz, home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. 
Welcome back to the Captain's Run, one of my favourite segments of the show. Holy schnitz, sporting ah. moments. Uh, now, I've got a nomination, Smithy, so I'll go first. Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. Mate. All right, you I'll go first. first. My holy schnitz moment, when I, I was screaming at the TV, holy schnitz, mm -hmm. the Dragons' first half blitz against the Rabbitohs. They scored 32 points in just 28 minutes. I needed a schnitty in my mouth. I was like, I can't, this is too much to take on. This is crazy. Holy schnitz. Hadn't seen it all year from him. All year. And then they just come out 32 points and dominate Rabbitohs, who were in the grand final last year. Yep. Poor Lockie Ilias gets hooked. Oh. Oh. Just quickly, what do you think? What do you think about a little bit unfair? unfair? I mean, a little that, bit unfair. If you're not going to, if you're, this is the way I see it. If you already are on the fence as to whether he should be selected, like you're not confident with him because you bring Taff on the bench. Yep. Drop him before the game. And say, this is what you need to work on, mate. Mm. Because then hooking him mid-game, I'm just like, that's it's embarrassing. It's putting you on show. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, for a rookie year. Well, if it, it, you know, I, I called that game. Mm. And, like, with all due respect, the, the, I don't think the Rabbitohs got off the team bus when they arrived in Wollongong. Mm -hmm. that just, that's the wa way it looked yeah. with their attitude, particularly towards their defence. Mm. They, they they couldn't make a tackle. It was crazy in the first half. Crazy. They were bouncing off tackle like, and they come out in the second half, and it was like complete opposite. Mm. I don't know what it was. Maybe the, there was a blood mood that night. Mm. Maybe I think uh, weird things happen. <laughs> no, but what? So, what? Their ruck players, their their big men were were dropping off tackles. They were missing tackles. They were allowing soft tries early, and then Lachlan uh, Ilias, I think he put a kick in. Gave away a seven-tackle set, missed a, missed a tackle. They went down and scored maybe a play later, the Dragons, and then got got hooked. Yeah. To take it off the field. Like, I, I would have I taken off a few before him. Well, in my opinion, and Smithy, you made more experience. If I'm sending a message, I'm taking off a senior player. Yeah. And I know Tom Burgess did get taken off, but because Ilias was taken off, it was overshadowed that most people didn't realise Burgess did. Yeah. But if I'm trying to send a message, I'm sending, I'm almost pulling, unless the the top dog is playing the best, but I'm almost going for the biggest guy to go. If you're hooking the biggest guy, A, he can handle, he's a veteran. Yeah. He's been through it all. B, you can talk to him, you know, him being back next week mm. is expected because he's a big dog. Yep. But also it sends a really strong message. I, I think in the first 30 minutes, um, I think there were bigger concerns from individuals than Lachlan Elias mm. in that footy side. Yeah, I felt a bit sorry. I felt like, sorry. Particularly, with, as you mentioned, particularly with blokes that have been involved in the NRL for much longer than he has. Mm. So, unfortunate. But, no, that's a good good nomination. My nomination, though, goes to the Cowboys, who played the early game Friday. Wow. At uh, Four Pines. Four Pines Park. Stadium. Um, Four Pines Park. Maybe mm. maybe the Manly players were drinking Four Pines with seven minutes to go. Mm. Just thought, oh, I'll put the feet up, have a couple of beers. Uh-oh. Oh. This doesn't taste as good as a bloke in a beer. Oh, oh. beer. Yeah, it does. They're like, I wish I had a bloke beer in my hand. Um, they should have. They should have, because they would have finished that match off. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what about the last? What about the last try though? So they go kick off. Nanai drops the ball, mm. thinking, well, it's wrapped up. Yeah. Next minute they come out, scrum play, fumble, and uh, who was it? It was it was Val. Val so, Holmes. So Scotty Val. Drinkwater tackles DCE. Yes. Val Holmes scoops her up and just pinned it. Pinned it. Arched the arched the back. Arched the back. Yeah, he's, he's got a good back arch, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got a really well. He's got a good techie. Has he got a good great techie? techie. You're, great you're, techie. You're the athletes. Explosive as anything. Um, and just pinned it all the way to the end, and and then had had the he was in the 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 right frame of mind. Stepped inside Jason Saab, yes. who come from the opposite wing, and then fended off another play try. Mate. Up by two. Val Holmes, big game player. That was my holy schnitz 
because I actually, as I mentioned earlier in the show, that was my. I went. I said, "Holy schnitz!" On the on the commentary at the end. Holy schnitz! No, I didn't say it in the commentary. Oh, okay, no. okay. No. I d you know what? I dare you one time. It's a bit like, <laughs> holy schnitz! I might say it. I say might it say Sunday. 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 Say yeah. if like Cam Munster makes a break, be like, "Holy schnitz!" I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! Please, no, no! I'm not. I'm not promising that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that. Will I'm not, be not held promising that. Anything we say on this show, we will not be held to. <laughs> it's all a joke. It's all a joke. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's uh, they were our holy schnitz sporting moments. Thanks to Schnitz, got the winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. After the break, we'll continue our. Uh, we've got some games to preview still. Uh, I think we've got one to get to. One Lebanon. To get to. Yes, that played last night. Yes, we've got to touch on that that game. Um, and we'll uh, keep reading your texts. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Text in 0457-736-736. Download us on. Apple and Spotify, the captain's run. Just hit subscribe and you can listen to us anytime, anywhere, or you can download the SEN app. But we've got some text here. Hi, Goats. It's a TP5 bomber. Questions for you both. If you're picking the Australian team tomorrow, is Josh Adokar named oh. on the wing? Regard, Jed Eastwood. Ooh, that's a good one, Jed. Wow. I'll tell you what, is that, is that a hole in one? Oh, that's a hole in one. The TP5 bomber. Wow. He's bombed it, what, bombed it on a par three, hole in one, or bombed a par four. Do you know Honestly, these golfing terms? I've got, you just spoke a different language. You may as well have spoke Spanish just then, because I didn't know what you said. <laughs> Ole. Um, is that Spanish? I think it is. Um, wow, do you pick Josh, Josh Adokar on the wing? Off the last two two weeks, I guess you would. Five tries, two matches. Look, Smithy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go crazy. Maybe this is your area, mate. This is, mate, you played on the okay. wing. Can you please answer this question? Okay. I think, like, obviously, you, you should, I would have picked Fox in New South Wales. Yep. But let's just, for some reason, you want to go youth. I'm just going to throw this out there. Okay. Do you rip the Band-Aid off? And if, let's say, To'o does decide to play for Samoa, mm -hmm. rip the Band-Aid off, Selwyn Cobo, Joseph Sawali, play for Australia in the wing. Holy schnitz. Just get the youngsters in there. Holy wow. schnitz. Reminds me like of a young Jarrell Yagi coming into Origin Camp. No yeah, one really yeah. expected it. Yep. And then he played for Australia and he killed he it. Yeah, 2011, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, I was, in, I was in the changing room when he got his uh, told Ball that he was playing. Yep, and everyone, like everyone was shocked, not wow. because they didn't think it was uh, he was up to it. Yep, but he was essentially yep. not a, a rookie-ish. Yeah, he's a bolter. Yeah, and he just got selected. And, and look, Selwyn Cobo, if it, look, he has to keep this form up. Mm. But imagine a Selwyn Cobo and Suwali on the sting. Wow. I mean, I'm not. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if I'd do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that'd be, that'd be that'd be. Well, it's a pretty good combo. How good Suwali Two athletes. Suwali's scary, his potential. He's 18 yeah. years old still. Particularly with um, with him being in the last – well, he's in these first two camps with the New South Wales side. So he's only going to gain, you know, some knowledge around the the elite part of, um, like, rugby league. Yeah. Being around these players. Mm. Um, he's only going to – He's going to be better on his confidence, um, being around these these great players and learning from them, seeing how they prepare and whatnot. Um, oh, look, I, I'm not knocking that idea at all. Mm. I, I don't know whether they'll go that way this year. Yeah. Being a World Cup year, though, they take an extended – I think they take about 26 players. Mm. Those two guys, they may they may find themselves in the in the squad. I'd bring them into the squad for sure. I just think they're you know they're such incredible talents. Mm. The earlier you can get them in, the better for the country. So so let's say let's let's say they pick for the first game for Australia. Okay, mm. I don't know who they're playing in their in their first pool match, but you, you pick the two you pick two uh, um, sort of elder statesmen yep. wingers. Mm. But then you take a Sawali and a Cobo, mm. and you give them 
you give them some game time as, yes. the, as the World Cup Absolutely. goes on. And if injuries happen or whatever, boom, bring them in. Good to go. Uh, but right now, if I had to select today, I would probably go To'o Adokar. Yes. Uh, but depends how good Suwali and Cobo go for the rest of the year. If they just absolutely kill it, I may consider it. I mm-hmm. may consider it. Bring well, the young guys in. Well, with Brian To'o playing Origin, like he's going to play this entire series. Does that, that Doesn't that mean he's... He'll, he'll be available for the Kangaroos? He'll be available, but I think you can still play for Samoa in the World okay. Cup. Okay. Well, surely. Well, if he's fit at the end of the year, he's, surely he's picked for Kangaroos. Yeah. Surely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. No he's, he's so tough to – like, every time he runs the ball, yep. no matter what, yep. he's, he makes it hard because, like, as you know, Smithy, defensive systems are all about rhythm. They're all about timing. Yes. And when you've got a guy bouncing around constantly, yes. it changes everything. It pulls players out of the line that shouldn't have been pulled out of the line. It compresses lineups. It widens line. It's just so tough to deal with. Yep. Must be a nightmare uh, coaching against that. Oh, it's not good. It's pretty much just do your best, boys. <laughs> just do your best. toto has got the ball. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you with technique. Just get in front and do your best, <laughs> mate. He's so good. Now uh, we've got an- another text here from Croc Hunter. Croc Hunter. Oh, the Croc how Hunter. much is how much is a lo- the loss of Cotter factor into the forwards' tactical preparation to game two? Mm. Uh, the Queensland public right to assume Arrow has to play the best game in twelve months to make it up to supporters. I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, is Josh Papali'i going to set the tone for the series? Uh, well, he's starting, and I, I think I think he made a pretty good statement game one mm. when he carried that ball back off the first kickoff. Josh mm. Papali'i straight into Isaiah, big Papa, and bumped him off, mm-hmm. um, and knocked him back, you know, six feet. Uh, so you know, of course, he's the leader. He, he's the most experienced player in, in the Queensland outfit at the moment. Mm. Um, played over twenty matches, so um, he, he he will most certainly set the tone for this. Second game too, whether it's his first carry or his first tackle, mm. um, he'll he'll make his his presence felt uh, to the Blues. But as far as you know, Ruben Cotter not being in in the side for game two, um, yeah, we spoke about the impact that he made in game one. Mm. It's just his enormous work rate. Yeah, those fifty odd tackles, and I think he had about sixteen hit ups. Just his lateral movement in defence. Yeah, and just the little things around, you know, his marker work, his pressure he put on Cleary when he had had an opportunity, you know, filling the space, putting pressure on um Yo, Luai, these type of things. Um everyone needs to share that load. Yeah. Everyone needs to share that load. Yeah. But but Joy Arrow coming in, he's that he's a similar type of player that can that can play that role. So mm. um got a lot of great confidence in Joy that he'll go in and, and play well. And he knows he has to. He knows he has to. Mm. Uh, hey, Smithy and Kempe, what does Nico Hines have to do to make the Blues team? He's been great form this year and has X Factor. Jesse, Albion Park. Uh, yeah, good question, Jesse. I've, I've probably asked the same question to other people, but I've, I've been, I've been pushing his name since the series, well, before the series started, mm. and we've been talking about um, Nico and his his ability to to play as a utility and and the value that he brings as a utility can play anywhere in the back line. Can play a bit of nine if you need him to play a bit of thirteen. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just it's just unfortunate circumstances that he finds himself not in that seventeen due to you know the game plan, I mm. guess, or, That's the, what I was or say. the makeup of yeah. of the way they want to play their football. Mm. Um, he just hasn't hasn't had an opportunity. It's uh, it's almost going to be hard for a player like him to break into a side that has Isaiah Yo, and I say that because he takes a lot of that ball playing. Yes. Off Nathan Cleary. Yep. Whereas if you had, say, a Tamalolo 13, yep. 
You could probably bring in Hines <clears throat> for 20 minutes here or there. Yeah. And because Yo plays 80. Yeah. Yeah, like you said. Mm. Like, he, he plays that role where he's an extra ball player, runs the ball strong, and plays an entire play, entire game of football. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing that's why Nico's not getting a start. Plus, he can kick goals too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we've actually got a call here. Mitch. Mitch from Akai. Are you there, Mitch? How's it going, boys? Going good, Mitch. Uh, I was just wondering, with Cameron Munster pretty much being a lock for Que after Australia at the end of the year, Jerome Luai probably played for Samoa. I was just wondering, what do you reckon about Samoa's chances of winning the World Cup? Well, look, to be honest, I think Samoa, when it comes to talent, I think Samoa is equal to Tonga. And Tonga beat Australia last time they played. <laughs> so... I, I see no reason why they couldn't, especially when you look at their squad. Uh, Luai, uh, I guess the concern would be Luai is more of a six than a seven. If they are missing someone, uh, I, it would be maybe a kind of a veteran seven uh, that could help them steer them around the park. But this is how this is what you do when it comes to developing. You know, like it's going to take a few years uh, to, to develop that. Even Tonga, it took a, a, a few sacrifices from some big players to be able to make that happen. Um, so look, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, uh, but it's going to be tough because when you look at that Tonga, New Zealand and Australian side to beat all three sides, uh, it'll be really, really tough. But uh, honestly, I think they're building really nicely, Samoa. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I played if... against Samoa. Yeah, sorry, mate. Keep going. Keep going, Mitch. No, I was just thinking that, yeah, if there was any team other than Australia and New Zealand and England to win it, I'd be putting my money on Samoa just because of the way they play footy, especially at Penrith. Put it this way. I actually have Samoa and Tonga on paper better than England. Yeah. And so that's how much I think that they have progressed as nations. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, so I just I just think they've come so far. But I'm just looking at their, their lineup right now. Uh, so at the moment, you've got Harris Tavita and you've got Anthony Milford. So... Would you would you be saying that maybe Milford and uh, Luai partner up in the halves? The concern with that is like Milford's not necessarily a structured um, seven. And then when we go to their nine, Justavunga is more of a, a thirteen wide running forward. Sometimes can play front row. So once they saw that though, like they're absolutely in the running. Like this is a world class forward pack, yep. and it's a world class backline. Yeah, it's hundred percent. I reckon. Yeah, their football they play it like type of like backyard footy that should upset any team. I reckon. Yeah, for sure, mate. Thank you so much for calling, Mitch. Appreciate it. Cheers, guys. And they're and they're only going to get stronger for sure by these Pacific nations because they're 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 coming out um, here now as young men. They're getting the exposure to the coaching in Australia. Um, you know, and they're in these NRL systems, mm. so they're only going to be stronger. And it's, and, it, and it's it's great for international footy. Makes yeah. makes the World Cup so entertaining. Absolutely, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we are going to wrap up uh, the text. We're going to get through the more text, and uh, also we're going to wrap up the whole show. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now, last night we had a match, an international match. We had the great nation of Lebanon versus Malta. Uh, and Lebanon got the job done, 30 to 14. 14. Mm. Mate, uh, and you know what? They were so fun to watch in the nines a few years ago, I think it was. Yeah, very Combeck, good. Very fun to watch. But, yeah, huge win for them. And, um, 
you know, there, there are actually quite a, a few players now in the NRL with Lebanese heritage. Yep. Uh, you, were, you were mentioning that a few years ago you played against the Yeah, so boys. 2017, played in the World Cup against Lebanon. We played at the footy stadium. I think it was our third pool game. So I, I think mm. um, kicked off against England. I think it was England. And then we played played against France up in Canberra. And then we went to the footy stadium and played against Lebanon. We had a, we had a good win that night. But well, we played against guys like Mitch, Mitch Moses played. Um who else was in there? Twally, uh, Dewey, Adam Dewey. Um, who else was in there? There, there, there was there was a they had a good footy side. Mance, was Mansour or is he playing for you? No, he's with us. He's us, okay. Yeah, yep, the yep. source. Um, I think he was with us. <laughs> One of the greats. Source. Was. Um, and, and who? Yeah, no, he was. Joshy yeah. was with us, and um, I think Freddie was actually the coach. Wow. Of uh, of Lebanon that night, which was great. It, yeah. it was it was so good. Like just um, yeah, all all the Lebanese supporters come out. I think we had like twenty odd thousand there at the at the footy stadium, which was great. It was a great atmosphere. I played half a game, I think, but mm. um, Ken Munster played in that. That might uh, uh, was that his first game for Australia? Was it two thousand seventeen? No. Yeah, probably because that's he, when he's. But was it that one or did he play against France? I, I can't remember. But he, I think he played. He played like in the centres or something. Scored a couple of tries. Yeah, like good. Yeah, good. Money being money. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, yeah, good game last night. Good game of footy, mm. Lebanon. They, some great footy players playing for them. They're building something good there, for yeah. sure. Again, the Nines, they played really well. They exceeded expectation. And I think Freddie took him out, took over a few years ago around the World Cup. And yep. he said he absolutely loved it when he loved was it. talking about it. So uh, massive congratulations to Lebanon for getting the win. Uh, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to wrap up the show. Welcome back to the Captain's Rhymes. Thank you so much to everyone that listened. Uh, make sure to download the podcast and the SCN app, but also you can follow us on Apple and Spotify. The Captain's Run, hit subscribe, listen to it anytime. Final thoughts for Sunday's game, Smithy? Oh, it's a big one, Kempy. Big yeah. one. Still relaxed, though. Still a few days out. Yep. Um, just about to head up to the airport. Uh, Going to go jump on the plane to head over to the west. Nice little five-hour trip, I think it is. So the boys are relaxed. It's their day off. Got a little bit of work tomorrow. Um, Captain's Run Saturday and then mm. into the game. Um, going off... You know, the the feeling around camp, they're confident again. Yeah. Uh, but we know that it's going to be a much more difficult game than what, what it was in game one. But this group, they're up for it. This Queensland group, they're up for it. They're excited. Mm. They've created a great opportunity for themselves. And let's hope that uh, next week we're talking about the Queenslanders wrapping up the series. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we will see you next week. Catch you next week.